0: Hi, welcome to For The Culture Canada. I'm your host, Deepak Batty. Thank you so much for being patient. Like, (laughs) I know that for a long, long time I haven't uploaded anything, but that was because I was in India. (coughs) Oh, and I also got bronchitis, so excuse my coughing fits and sneezing if that happens. But anyway, uh, I am in today's episode, we're actually gonna be talking about my trip to India because the demand for it was actually quite high. Everybody that I asked online was like, What the hell, dude? Yes, of course I want to know about what happened in India. And uh, if you weren't really aware of that, then you should follow us at For the Culture Canada on Instagram and on Facebook. Then you'll be up to date on what we do. But basically, uh, who I have with me today is my friend Jesse Nelson. Uh, Jesse Nelson is somebody that I've known for a long, long time. Uh, And he actually runs his own podcast as well called called Car Bomb Podcast. And the cool thing is is that he actually works within the film industry. Um, One of his most notable works being that he worked with Nicolas Cage multiple times on multiple different projects. Um, he would be the one that would go up to Nicholas and basically just tell him when to do a scene and when to get ready and blah-de-blah. Blah. So uh, I always love involving art, artistic or creative or people that are working within the industry, and it just so happens that my friend Jesse has. And it's all coincidence that he also has his own podcast, so he knows how this works. So welcome to the show, man. Howdy. <laughs>
1: I that was the most generic white person thing I could say at the moment.
0: Yeah, oh, that's all good, man.
1: Also, I thought you went to Indiana,
0: so I'm now much less
1: interested in the story.
0: Oh, well, shit. Oh, got to get out of here now. Well, end of the episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're done. Yeah.
1: <coughs> okay, so I want to talk about the bronchitis thing for a sec, because uh-huh. the current film I'm working on, all the film crew came from Vancouver, and they all just suddenly have bronchitis. I don't know what's going on, but it's spreading, even though you can't spread that shit, right?
0: Oh, that's super weird. I don't know, man. Like when I went and hit Vancouver on our way back from India, which was, by the way, a 45 hour flight. Or no, sorry, not 45 hour flight. It was a 45 hour trip. It was nuts. Uh, I'll get in that later. But when we touched down in Vancouver, um, we it was me, my brother and my aunt. My aunt got sick. My brother's not sick. I am. And then uh, there was just like, I don't know, there's like fog everywhere. Um, I made sure to wash my hands all the time um but yeah i don't know like i don't know man it's like the air is cold around here and it's fucked i don't know you're just,
1: you're just dying now
0: no nah, i'm doing better now that's
1: good that's good yeah
0: i'm doing better now
1: because you were how long were you in india for three weeks was it that long
0: yeah shit
1: that's right yeah, yeah. Okay. it was
0: actually to be very specific it was from the first of november to the 19th of november so like
1: it was right. two yeah, days yeah. short of being three weeks yeah. nice well you go there you go there pretty often right
0: uh, it was my fourth time going, uh, basically how it went was the first time I went, I was 12 years old. The second time I went, I was 19, I believe. Then the uh, third time was 21 and now I'm 24 going there again. Um, and the first time, usually it's all for like weddings and shit, right? So like the first time that we went for, it was for, um, for just like a family friend's wedding. Uh, second time was my uncle's wedding. Third time was my cousin's. And then fourth time was actually uh, not initially a wedding. It was actually that my grandpa passed away uh, last but, year. But a wedding occurred? But then a wedding occurred and we had to go. <laughs> All right, fair so, enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't initially planning on doing that, but my aunt's brother ended up um, getting married. So, But that was kind of a sick experience. So, I mean, no regrets.
1: No, for sure, but that's... It's weird how you went for you started going for completely different reasons and then a wedding just manifested.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean like think about it though. Like brown people love that shit. I like, guess. I mean, you know how extra our weddings are. I
1: know. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge huge party.
0: And like w- like most of our cinema, our billion dollar industry, multi billion dollar industry is mostly like built around uh, weddings and marriages and shit.
1: That is true. It's it's like either like weddings and marriages or the most absurd action pieces you have ever seen in your life that eventually leads to a wedding.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean the thing about it is that uh, it just depends on the culture in India, right? Like um when I was in Punjab, which is where my family is from, it's every person cuz I'm 24 now, every person was asking me when I'm going to get married, right? And they were like so you're going to you're here to find some like nice brown girls and I'm like, "Well, actually I have a white girl at home, so I'm good." <laughs> um they were saying you should just like look around anyway but i'm just like uh nah i already got somebody
1: <laughs> that's such a i've never understood that like phenomenon of like you should like oh you should be in a relationship it's like what
0: um it's just sort of like moving on with your life that's what I it guess. sort of like is Simplizes, over there yeah yeah that's what it is over there because then you because it's it's very much of like a you get a good job you find a family uh or you create a family, and uh, <laughs> you just find one. You, you are mine now.
1: You're my family.
0: <laughs> but um, that's what it's mostly about. Is just like it's just kind of like growing up. A a almost, it's like it's just doing your biological thing, man. You that's create fair. just to create more. I, I guess that's why it's one of the highest populated nations on the planet, dude. We created the Kama Sutra for a reason.
1: <laughs> I don't like how you were like staring directly into my eyes when you said that. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Like, I I felt like that was not for the audience. That was for me. And I I don't want to do the comm suture with you. I'm good. (laughs) i got a girlfriend, man. Thank you anyway. I like how you say, as if you did not have a girlfriend, that would suddenly be an option to you. (laughs) Like, that's the only thing stopping me, really.
0: I think there's a little bit more. I I just don't think that we're compatible in that way, man. Sorry. I've
1: gone from creeped out to insulted. I don't really know what's happening here.
0: Well, yeah. Coming to the For the Culture Canada podcast is a a bit of an experience.
1: (laughs) It's It's just an emotional roller coaster, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm an emotional person.
1: so So, because i want to talk because i don't know if you talked about this before on the podcast but you had some issues getting out of the country correct
0: um yeah yeah i kind of did actually uh how it was was that uh my family first even though they knew for an entire year because what the plan was is that my grandfather passed away november 4th last year by the way that was not the plan that was something that happened Yeah, correct.
1: I want to to clarify, you said the plan is my grandfather died.
0: (laughs) Since he passed away on that date, we were planning on a year later on the anniversary to go spread his ashes, right? Right. So we had a whole year to plan, but my family decided to do it very last minute. Like in terms of last minute, we were actually supposed to go, I believe on the 28th of October. Mm -hmm. And so we had a few days to settle up and do our thing. However, the family decided to get the Tickets and visas in October. (laughs) So uh, very, very last minute. And so what happened was that we got our tickets, but we didn't issue or ask to issue our visas until like a few days after that.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And so the guy and the the stupid thing was, was that we have a holiday around that time called Diwali happening, which is a festival of lights, which is basically to sort of celebrate um, the ending of the harvest season uh and uh and moving on into the winter and blah blah so anyway uh so all of these indian people all around the world are coming to india for this holiday and we are we issued our visas like hella late so we applied really really late and uh the guy on the phone was basically saying oh yeah don't worry you'll get it in a week you'll get it and blah blah and so that didn't happen after the time can we,
1: can we not pretend like he's the asshole for a moment and you guys put your shit in late <laughs> we're not saying that he's an okay. asshole. Yeah. Just like your impersonation of him was very much like, oh, I'm I'm a stupid <laughs> He's a guy, body body blah. De, blah, de, blah. <laughs> you guys yeah. are hundred percent the wrong in this situation.
0: Yes. I will admit that. Yes. Okay, cool. We were wrong. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So like um that happened. Um so our our shit ended up getting really, really late. And then what happened was um my brother ended up calling those guys and trying to get it to work out, and so the plan was. Ev-
1: which, which Robbie's the best person for customer service on the phone? Uh,
0: he's actually not bad. Okay, he's actually not bad. Um, but what happened was was that we they they had two options here. Either uh so so we weren't gonna make our flight for the 28th we were like oh shit what do we do now so we had to buy new tickets we basically changed our tickets we didn't we we didn't cancel them or anything because that would have cost us more but we just changed the date date. yeah Yeah. so that just cost us only a little bit more
1: did you push like the return as well or just the
0: no 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 we we basically kept the return the same but what happened was was uh So we were still very, very cutting short on time. So instead of the 28th, we're leaving on the 1st. So so what happened was when... We were, when we decided on the date, we still had to get our visas because they weren't with us yet. And so they were still in Vancouver, like our passports and the application were all in Vancouver. And so the plan was, was that, okay, well, you have to go to Vancouver and get it yourself. Because if they put it in the mail, you're not going to get well, it back po- in It's time. a
1: postal strike too.
0: Yeah. And, the, and it's a postal strike too. So we would have been fucked. Yeah. And so, uh, my brother, me, and my uncle basically saddled up, and we went all the way to Vancouver. And, uh, yo, honestly, the Indian embassy people on, you know, dealing with passports and shit are fucked. Those <laughs> guys are not helpful. They, if you look at their Google reviews, they're trash. Is there, is there
1: like, Yelp reviews for the Indian embassy? Is mm-hmm. that a thing? Yeah, That's-
0: yeah, yeah. They average, like like, 1.6 or 2 stars max on Google out of, like, hundreds of different reviews.
1: In all fairness— most people don't do reviews when good things happen. True.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Not saying, I mean, you've had a first-time experience, so yes, they do suck, but it's like no one's like this embassy, top notch, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Would embassy again.
0: Yeah, I suppose, but it but like come on, like seriously, they they have two branches, right? One one uh section that deals with sorting all the passports and then the other section uh actually approves it and gives it back to you right Right. and so when we when my brother was talking to them over the phone they kept saying no uh we are not we don't have it we don't deal with it talk to talk to the other embassy so they kept doing the back and forth thing on the phone with my brother and then when we went to the actual place they did the same thing they they took they told my brother and my uncle to do the same thing and you know what the catch is they're only open two hours a day what the fuck? <laughs> they're only open two hours a day.
1: How does any, even though it's like a semi branch of government thing, how does anything operate for two hours a
0: day? Especially when the population of India it's is massive. over a billion people. It's like it's a seventh of the planet.
1: Yeah. So now so, is, is it like they're only open to the public for two hours, or like they literally work so, for two hours? Because I cannot fathom how that works.
0: Nah, they they they're only open for two hours, man. That's insane. Like like I believe it's the one that uh, sorts all the information. They're open for two hours, and well, the yeah, other one that actually hands it to you, those right. guys are open from like eight to four or something normal like that. So that was what was going on. So we had to get up like ASAP. We had to we had to. Uh, Get up ASAP and go to the place and like wait in line very very early and they're so strict on their rules So if you were in a hallway, you'd have to wait behind this line And uh, if you're with somebody they would have to wait back there They are not allowed to go in and then the other person has to go forward Anyway, after all I was so certain like I was so certain that we were not going to go to India because well you were even telling me it's like,
1: yeah, it's not happening, like, because you were gonna do something the previous next the way, next weekend if you didn't go, yeah, 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 and you were like, nah, it's probably not happening, I'm probably not going, and then I get texts from you being like, I'm going to India,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was literally just sort of like, oh my god, it actually happened, yeah. like we ended up getting this uh, phone call, and when I saw this number uh, show up, it I it was a it was a Vancouver number, and I was like, this is it, I got a, it was a feeling, and when we answered it, I put it on speakerphone, and everybody just went silent, and it and we just heard. Your visa's already. You can come get them now. And I was just like, holy shit. And that same day, my uncle that was with us, this was maybe like on the 28th or 29th or something like that. He he had to also go to India as well. Uh, and he, his flight, because it wasn't screwed up, actually left on that day. Uh, and so he left and then my brother and I were on our own dealing with all this. And when that happened, we got our shit. And then, uh, we, went, and then we went all the way back to Kelowna. And then,
1: oh, you had to fly to Kelowna to, fly- no, we drove. Okay. We drove to Vancouver, picked up our passwords, drove all the way back. No, that's what I mean. But then you had to fly to Vancouver. I and imagine we you had to connected f- in Vancouver. Exactly. Then we had Jesus. to fly to
0: Vancouver and then oh. go, then we went that's to a piss off. 14 hours to uh, new Delhi from there, which actually wasn't bad. I,
1: 14 hours is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
0: Uh, yeah, Is it
1: pre-direct or? Uh, yeah it was a
0: pretty director. Yeah, it was direct from Vancouver to okay. Delhi, and uh, it was um it was the flight wasn't bad actually. Um, it was Air Canada, and they did pretty well. Um, you know,
1: considering it's Air Canada,
0: they were actually it was actually pretty good. Like they didn't they didn't they, I, I've had way worse flights, man.
1: I have you know I've had a worse flight with Air Canada. What happened when me and Josh came back from Montreal? Have I never told you that story? I, explain. Uh, basically, they we were delayed by like six hours, and then coming back from Montreal. So we missed our connecting flight from Vancouver to Kelowna by like 30 fucking minutes. And that was the last flight of the night.
0: Oh, uh, and then they
1: were like, well, that sucks. And we're just <laughs> staring at us. And they gave me like a, 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 one of those scratchy crinkly pillows. I don't know what they are, but like they're the yeah. ones that are like in the nurse's office in middle schools or whatever. They gave me one of those. And then a, a perfectly square blanket, which I'm a big fella and that doesn't work. And they're like, find somewhere to sleep. <laughs> so me and Josh slept in the Vancouver airport Um, and they started testing the fire alarms at 2 a.m. in the morning.
0: Oh. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was great. It was good times.
0: Oh. Love Air
1: Canada. Salt of the Earth company, that one is.
0: Yeah, well, they're doing, as far as my experience went, they're doing better. They're doing better now. I mean,
1: they're not united, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, then uh, we pack up our shit, and then uh, we go to India. And then uh, India, man, the first, okay, so... I am fully aware, by the way, that our food is very, very strong in its smell. Yeah. And I always... I don't think that's a
1: a thing you can debate.
0: Oh, yeah. And and I always, like, honestly, when my mom is cooking, I go into another room because I don't want my fucking clothes to smell like our food. So, um, yeah, no, like, the food's good. But, nah, I, I don't like smelling like Indian food, though. So, so the thing is, when I landed in India, the first thing, before the doors even open, the first thing you smell is just, like, the air. Well,
1: it's, it's humid, right, too?
0: Uh, actually, what? no. Well, in, in November, it's not humid. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? We landed in, uh, you know, since, since um, the time difference is about, at, when we landed, about 12 and a half hours. Um, by that point, we had, it had already been the 3rd of November, when we landed so uh so we left on the first arrived on the third and uh the smell just like hits you it's like um this it's like everything has kind of got like this yellowy brown haze to it and you get the smell it's like you totally totally get this india smell it's it's kind of hard to describe honestly it's kind of like smoky uh pollutant filled just
1: you're really selling this this place for me that (laughs) i'm like "I, i gotta go right now you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's like the smell. I just can't describe it. It's so unique to India and it's
1: it's a smelly smell. This kind of smell that smells smelly.
0: Yeah. And, um, fuck man, it's crazy. It's, um, but you know, you get used to it like very quickly. And then when you leave though, when you leave and that smell is absent, it's just like, Oh, I'm actually gone now. It, it it like hits your senses so strong. It's it strikes your senses really hard. But um, when we landed there, uh, we got there at like four in the morning or three in the morning. So it's so we left uh, Canada when it was night at 9 p.m. And we landed at night at like 4 a.m. or something like that. Oh, gross. Yeah, so uh, it was just blackness the entire time for like over 24 hours for us. And when we landed, our our luggage was didn't show up for like two or three hours, and then it was crazy. Like we were just was waiting. it on like
1: a separate flight or like what how.
0: Oh, it was just because there was just such a huge amount of people arriving in Delhi at the time. And on the area where you pick up your luggage, they had two flights worth of people just coming in uh, oh, there. So, yeah. so it was just a lot of people to filter through. And it, and it took like three or so hours, man. It took a long time. We were just sitting there exhausted, right? We had been awake almost this entire time, over 24 hours, and we just wanted to like... Um, so- what, what did you do on that long flight?
1: Like, how did you stay sane?
0: Oh, yo, honestly, long flights are so easy for me to tackle. Like, I, I come from. But you're saying
1: you were awake, right? Like, because I usually just sleep through long flights. That's how, like, it's, bam, you go unconscious, you wake up, you're
0: somewhere new, it's magical. Yeah, ha- take half a zen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 13 hours till you land. Put on my eye but, mask, it's fine. But, no, nah, what I do is I often uh, prepare my MacBook with just, like, a bunch of shit. So, I, like, had, um, I had, like, I don't know, like, 70 episodes of, like, Dragon Ball Super loaded up on my <laughs> Nice. MacBook. I also uh, just got like uh, an emulator and I and I brought my PlayStation controller so I could just like play, play PlayStation or Nintendo games on my on my thing. But then the entertainment that they had was actually really good on there. Like they had uh the LeBron James um the shop show that had like one episode, unfortunately not the one that had Drake on there, but anyway, and it also had like Rick and Morty and like curb your enthusiasm and stuff like that. So that was pretty good. I I don't know that that flight was actually super easy from what I recall. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, um, so to kind of summarize what was going on there, uh, 45 minute flight from Kelowna to Vancouver, 14 hour flight from Vancouver to, um, Delhi. And then about, I don't know, we were in Delhi for like maybe five, six hours, just, Get, exiting the airport And then and then an 8 or 9 hour drive From the airport to my uncle's house I'm going
1: to assume that's not To those who don't know A conventional drive Where you drive on a road and everything's fine And no one are fucking raging psychopaths
0: nah, how, in- is, how is the drive? Nah, Indian driving is fucked yeah. <laughs> If you've ever been to a developing Or third world country You'll know what I'm saying But like road lines are a suggestion over there They're not they, i'm actually
1: i'm actually surprised there's even road lines like they went that far
0: well okay think about it. okay first of all uh india is not like a, it's not a third world country man it's no. developing and oh. it's got one of the biggest medical and tech sectors in the world but all i'm saying though is that like their roads their highways they do have lines on there but people act like they're not there See,
1: i would like to imagine like as you're paving the road people are driving behind you as it's being paved because they just want to use the roads. so bad that you don't have time to put lines on it <laughs> <laughs> like there's just people the people are already on the road fuck it let them drive whatever
0: Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, there, there was a couple things
1: you sent on your Instagram that was like, wow, that's fucked.
0: Like what? I don't remember.
1: Uh, the dude that was watching, wasn't he watching something while driving? Like, there oh, was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he was um, watching like a show or something like
0: that? Yeah, yeah. On, on our trip back, my driver was, uh, he had a movie playing on his, on his cell phone on the front of his car while, yeah. while he was just trying to like entertain himself while he was <laughs> driving us back home on this eight-hour drive that he had. Jeez. That's insane, yeah, so uh, hey, I'm glad to be alive to do this interview for you, but anyway, yeah no we we had this like um eight or nine hour drive it was it was awful, honestly, well, actually, come to think about it, it was okay i, I was in pretty good spirits over there, I didn't feel too greasy uh we obviously stopped off a few times and did all that stuff. I actually f- remember feeling fine, but like you know it's it's exhausting, if you know, like I don't know, tra-
1: travel. That's why whenever I like I, I do vacation something like that I try not to like go anywhere because like
0: travel just it's exhausting it's effort it's it's tiring mm-hmm. you know but it's all worth it though like you spent oh, all this 100%. money you spent all this money and you'd might as well like do your best to like get the most out of it
1: oh and, and once you're done traveling once you're like you're in the space that you want to be in
0: mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah yeah it's yeah. just
1: the, the getting there and the leaving is a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts. Like it, by the way, all of this that I'm saying is not the worst of it at all. The worst of it is way later, but anyway, no. So the experience was good. Like I actually genuinely didn't feel that bad when I arrived at home, you know, when I arrived since I've been there so many times uh, and I've stayed there for so long, you know, every time we would go to India, we'd stay there for like a month long stint. Um, we, I'm so familiar with the place. I just sort of like uh set up my stuff and like I and I go do my thing. Um, and obviously, the thing is, since you're feeling so greasy and dirty by the end of it, like I what like I said though, I was feeling okay, but like still, you just want to shower immediately. And so, over in, over in India, like using a shower is not a normal thing. And how people bathe is that there's like a big bucket and then a smaller little bucket. And what you do is you fill up that big bucket with like warm water and you basically just get the, you scoop the little bucket, pour it over yourself and you just like let the warm water just cover you. And that's it, it's a manual shower. You have to basically like wait for the tub to fill up and you just bathe yourself like that. And then, um, but at this point, like I said though, I've gotten very used to it. Whereas before, when when I figured that out the first time, to be honest, I wasn't all that like shocked because when I was growing up, That's actually how we showered as kids. My mom, because she didn't know much else at the time, she was from India. She came from India at the age of about 20, 19 or 20, and then she had me. And so uh, that's all she knew. So she basically did that same thing. So growing up, for me, uh, going to India wasn't... That was just kind of the norm. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie, though. The very first time I went to India, um, when I was 12 years old, I actually cried like for the first week that I was there cuz it was just such a culture shock. Uh what happened was that in the first week of being there, I had I was also in England uh the week before, so I was just England was sick. I was playing like San Andreas all the time and I was eating all this good food and stuff and then all of a sudden to go for... and and transition from Canada to UK isn't that crazy? Like it's different but it's but it's still like
1: It's like it's like subtle differences than
0: Yeah, it's a developed anything. country and everything and you still can get like Fucking Kit Kat without worrying about hepatitis. So anyway. You go to India though and it's like such a shock the first time especially as a 12-year-old. It's crazy. That year actually, that that trip made yeah. me be a vegetarian. And so um I had been a vegetarian uh from 12 years old all the way up to basically 24. 24 is actually when I quit. So 12 years after my first initial trip, I end up quitting being a vegetarian, but I'll talk about that a little later. Um so anyway, uh anyway, Uh, going to India this time though, I was, you know, I was showering, getting prepared and, and here I am going to see everybody and it's, it's cool to see everybody's kind of older, a little more grown up and just saying hi to everybody. And, uh, yeah, overall though, that experience is kind of sick.
1: The last time you were there was 22 or... Yeah, I was 22. So it's been like two, two and a half years. No, like I was it?
0: 21 when I went there. So it's been like yeah. three
1: years since you went there. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But you know, Jesse, that the the when I was 21, I was quite a bit different at the time. I oh, had yeah. my long hair still, you and were
1: way more annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. These last three years have been like probably the most uh, insane, substantial, and growth heavy years of my life. So go. Yeah. So going back to India after all that, it was just like wild. It was, it was actually really crazy. It's almost
1: like going there as a new person and then everything is new in a way.
0: Yeah. I genuinely feel like through the events of the last three years, I've, re- I've been reborn as an individual, but yeah. <coughs> How is that cough treating you? <laughs> it's better now. Like uh, I have a puffer uh, to do no, really. away with the bronchitis and uh, I also have antibiotics.
1: Can I steal your puffer, and, like hanging above your head, so you can't grab it? No, like, I need my
0: puffer. You're not that much taller than me. I
1: know you could probably just grab it on my hands, or just, <laughs> or you would just hit me in the stomach, and then it would be yeah, I'd, I'd just punch you. Yeah, that's probably back. what would
0: happen. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So that was what my like sort of like initial, uh few days of uh, traveling to India were like. Yeah,
1: you know it doesn't actually sound like. I know, I know you're you're going to say there's a much worse things happening later, but like it doesn't sound like that bad of a trip so far
0: no not at all it wasn't it wasn't that bad um what happened was that we went man those days were just so jam-packed we then the following days after that uh, what we ended up doing was that we went to like these um we ended up going to this thing called a bazaar which is basically like an outdoor shopping uh district and that's where people would sell like all sorts of things like clothing or food uh or whatever uh i ended up eating this thing called a jat which is basically like this uh plate it's like street food Normally, you shouldn't be eating street food uh, in India when you're not from there, but like I've been there so many times and I've got my shots and all that stuff. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, fuck it. So uh, I had this plate. And it was just, like, all this super colorful food, like, um, these, like, little deep-fried pieces just on the plate with, like, different sauces and chutneys. Was it, was it like,
1: like, like, vegetables or meat or, like—
0: Vegetables. This okay. one was vegetarian, yeah. Vegetarianism is really, really big in India. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, and there's also this thing called—what uh, um, the hell is it? Uh it's like it's like a oh what the fuck is it called I don't know why I'm blanking right now but anyway it's like this little ball type thing it's very small it's like as big of a as big as a golf ball and 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 it's basically there's a hole in it that has this uh, uh liquid just poured into it it's kind of like a savory salty sort of taste I don't really like those too much but mixed in with all these different flavors and textures blew my mind actually the first time I had it it was so good I was initially like nah I don't really want any um because I was just sort of like. I don't like. I, I typically don't like those. Oh yeah, Golgappa. That's what I'm talking about. That's. I was just about to say that. <laughs> to that's, what that little, that's what that little. That's uh, what that little golf ball thing type thing is called. I've had those before a lot of times, and I don't like them that much. It it just don't really resonate with me all that well. But I had this jot, and it was like so good. Uh, I love food that has like a lot of variety and flavor, especially that mixes very nicely. It's like it's like when you take a bite is something really good and you keep on tasting the initial flavor of it. But this, this made it more interesting because instead of just like one type of flavor and texture, it, 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 it revolves. It, it, um, there's another flavor that hits you and another, and it's just like, whoa, this is an experience. So that's why, so that, that was really fucking good. That was probably, that was probably one of the best foods that I've had my entire time there. Mm. Um, and then afterwards we were walking around and we saw all these like fake Gucci shoes and these fake off-white shoes.
1: Uh, how do you know they were fake, d They
0: could have been legit. You don't know that. Okay, <laughs> first of all, when you look at it, the the like on a Gucci shoe, on both sides is where they would have like the logo or whatever. On this shoe, they only had it on the one side. That's just called being economic,
1: d You can't <laughs> run a business with both sides of the shoes being printed, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's just like that one side. That's and then, also
1: why they didn't have a storefront. They just had a stall because it's more economic that way. Yeah
0: um and then on the bottom like i've worn vans for so long like I've, I've worn ton of ton of vans and so at the bottom they literally had the vans uh like waffle thing on the bottom of it i'm like what the fuck and then um and then let me see oh yeah and you could just tell it was like stitched yeah. poorly and all that shit and then they had the same thing another uh, it was exactly the same shoe but it just said off white on it
1: <laughs> so so how many pairs did you buy
0: uh 300 uh no uh, no nah, i didn't buy it, obviously how,
1: like how much were they were they like the were they clearly like oh this is bootleg price
0: oh that would have been like uh the equivalent would have probably been like 10 bucks or something why would you not buy it then because it was a shitty looking fake i know but that's why you buy it because it's hilarious listen, no 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 listen 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 uh if you were to buy something that was fake, there are way better fakes that you can buy. I was actually for a moment looking for fake Yeezys. I would have bought I would have bought some actually, but I know, but like, could you imagine walking
1: around with some fake ass Gucci shoes with half the print on it?
0: Yeah, no, you would have looked like a fucking idiot. Would have been awesome. Oh my god, you would have uh, looked like a fucking missed idiot. Missed opportunity. <laughs> um and then let me see. Yeah. And then after that, since, since we, since my grandfather died on the fourth in India, that would have translated to the fifth because the 12 and a half yeah. hour time difference. So on the fifth was the plan. And that, what we, all that stuff that we did was like on the so third So your grandfather died
1: in India or? Nah,
0: he, he in died in Kelowna. Kelowna, okay. Yeah. And so we had his ashes and uh, we were going to this place called Beas. Beas is basically the headquarters of this sort of uh, spiritual way of thinking called Radha and that's basically not related. It's not It's not specifically tied to being Indian or Sikh or Hindu or whatever. It's actually a, an amalgamation uh, of teachings from all the different religions, all of them. So you can be a Jew and a Radhaswami, you can hmm. be a Christian and a Radhaswami. So can,
1: it's just general kind of spiritualism and,
0: exactly. and ideologies. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And my grandfather was actually the first person in my entire family to be. Uh, a Radha Swami and then my grandmother and then my aunts and uncles and my mom. And then um, in terms of me, I personally don't identify with any one particular ideology or way of thinking. I just feel like I don't have enough answers to or understanding to specifically say, I identify as this. So therefore I don't identify in that way. Uh, Um, But anyway,
1: technically it's like that's being agnostic, but yes, (laughs) I'm just, there's, there's a label for everything, my man.
0: Sure, man. Sure. Uh, Anyway, though, um, let me see. Yeah, so we went to... Oh, actually, interesting thing. One interesting tangent before I go into what I was about to say. Um, How my grandfather got into the Radha Swami was this man that lived in his village who was about maybe about... In his... early or so forties when he met my grandfather, when he was about like 15 or so, my grandfather, uh, met him and my grandfather was lost. He didn't really know what to do. didn't know, uh, where to go in life. And so he basically took him under his wing and, and w- became a mentor for my grandfather. And, um, yeah, he became a mentor for my grandfather. And so what happened was, uh, he actually introduced him to the ways of Radha Swami and the beliefs would be things like, um, you know, just being a good person, um, not, not eating meat, not causing suffering for the people of, you know, other people and stuff like that. And so, um, this guy who, um, was by the time my grandfather passed away, um, we, we, whenever people pass away or something happens like a major, major life event, there's often, a uh, thing called a khandbhat or a bogue that basically means that like um, our equivalent of the Bible, the Guru Granth Sahib, is basically read out for three days, and we did have that event, and so we had like all these different people, like my grandfather's friends, family, um, uh, extended family. Everybody showed up to our house and were like hanging out with us, and that was a really, really like tough, emotional moment for me because like now they would play certain songs, they would just like hit me in a particular way, and you know, uh, really, really heavy emotionally for me, um, but. What? My, but that guy, who at this point would have been like 90, was still alive. Uh, I ended up outliving my grandfather, could not make it, even though he lived in the village. He was too old to make it to our place for that when that happened. But I did end up actually meeting him near the end of our trip. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was really cool. But so anyway, my grandfather wanted to have his ashes spread in the Beas River, which is, um, quite close by to the headquarters of, uh, where this whole beliefs thing started. Uh, and so we ended up going to Beas, um, after the ball goes over, which usually happens for three days. Uh, and, oh yeah, by the way, I just wanted to say the Grudel Grunsheib is a huge, huge book. And so, uh, it's, it, how it's read is that there's revol- It's ever changing uh, priests. That read it out, and uh, they read it out loud. Sometimes, and uh, from like they read it from like four in the morning to all the way to like eleven at night through a loudspeaker, so the entire wow. house hears it. Uh, and then, uh, and then obviously during sleeping hours they turn off the loudspeaker. But then when four a.m. hits, they turn it on again. But I, since I had like jet lag, I kept waking up at four a.m. anyway. So um, anyway, yeah, that, that sounds like a really.
1: Cool experience, just the way you're describing, sort of the the family and friends of family and kind of that is. You almost get to see a visual, like quantifiable, like this person's legacy, mm-hmm. like everyone they they've known and everyone they, they they're leaving behind and, and all that. You can they're all there and it's that's that seems really cool to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful experience. It was absolutely beautiful, especially to meet people that my, my mom would say, Oh yeah, this was my grandfather's friend. Um, they've known each other since they were like 16. And I'd be like, what, you know, I'd love talking to them. I'd love talking to all these different people, um, about my grandpa because I missed him, you know, I still miss him. And I, I, um, I don't regret anything in my life at all. There's nothing that I regret. But if I could say that I regret one thing, it would be not to spend more time with him and take more pictures of him. Like with my grandma, I would be like, hey, grandma, let's go take pictures together. And I'll take her portrait and I'll talk to her and all this stuff. I just wish I did that more with my grandfather and spent more time with him. Um, But otherwise, yeah, it was a beautiful experience. It was really, really nice. And so when the book ended, which would have been on the 4th of November, on the 5th, we all got up... um, And we made our way down to Baos, which is about two hours away from where we live. And um, the sun was setting and it was beautiful. By the time we landed there, it was beautiful. It was genuine. Like the sky was purple, right? It was purple and white. And um, it was like very heavy. It was a very, very obviously sad experience. I obviously cried. A lot of my family members cried. And uh, what happened was that like we... I just remember this feeling that I got that like I've never, ever really felt before. Um, it was just like extreme peace, right? It was just like everything is quiet. Uh, nothing else in the world matters right now. It's just this moment, right? And um, we we make our way through the gate. And it's obviously since it's uh, considered to be such a... Um, uh, heavy place for a lot of people to to come here for spiritual reasons and whatever. It's heavily guarded. So we go make it through the guards and whoever is, uh, ta- you know, taking care of the place uh also by the way i wanted to just say that bias headquarters is very very clean like india is not so it's not it's a kind of a dirty place there's garbage everywhere but bias they keep it very well maintained it's basically it it could fit in canada no problem with how well it looks and how well it's taken care of and maintained so anyway we're, we're there And, uh, it's a beautiful, clean place and the sky is purple and white and the sun is setting. And we, we, we sit down in a circle and we basically just sort of, um, think about him and we, we stay silent for a few moments. And then for the first time ever, um, the urn is lifted and I see my grandfather's ashes for the very, very first time. And it was crazy to see like just him like that. And, uh, it was quite, it was quite a big bag. Uh, and you were able to see like, like his bones and stuff like that too. And I'm just like, wow, this is surreal. Mm-hmm. And I basically just tell him, <coughs> I basically tell him goodbye for the very last time. How you greet Radha Swami people is by you say, you say, uh, Radha Swami and when you say hello to them, basically. Um, and so I said Radha Swami Papaji. And that was the last thing that I ever said to him. I took, I took his picture and and then, as we were walking over to where the river was, um, I took pictures of everybody, uh, just sort of in the moment. Uh, and then we got to we got to the place. It was it was sort of like a little patio with like a ramp, a, a metal ramp going down into the river, and you can see the river calmly flowing through, uh, being reflected. The sky the sky was uh, ref, um, you know it was being reflected into, into the river, so it's like purple, and um, and then. I I, before we do everything, I say I say to everybody, hold on, I want to take one last picture of him. And so I take my final picture of him and the river, and then we finally spread his ashes. We we let them go down the ramp. And then the way that it sounded when it when it hit, it was just like really beautiful. It was it was so tranquil. And it was just sort of like it just sort of let me see how do I describe it. You can hear all the little pieces of him just sort of like um like just bouncing down and uh and it and the wind was calmly like playing with it and it like sp- I remember seeing like some some of the ashes like swirling and spiraling down and then they all landed in the river. You could hear it. And then all and it was over. It was a beautiful experience and I think and I think the ser- serenity that we felt was perfectly embodying who he was in his character. Like the, the mode that we were in, the scene that we were in perfectly embodied who he was as an individual. And, um, that's just who he was. He was a very, like my family can be kind of, um, they can get very like loud and aggressive and emotional, but he never was like that. He was always a very calm and just a uh, quiet person. Um, and everybody loved him. And, um, and yeah, like the atmosphere that we had, uh, at the time just totally reflected his personality perfectly. And yeah, and that was over. We, we said our goodbyes to him and then that was it. And you know, those moments are like, I remember feeling this actually once before, once before in my life, I felt this, and that was actually on his funeral, uh, when when he finally got cremated, obviously it was a very tough time, I, and I cried a lot when that happened. But when he got cremated finally, my every, and the beautiful thing about the Indian culture is that when people die, people don't wear black, they wear white. And so to me, symbolically, I just love the way that speaks a lot more than black.
1: And it's, so- it's less of a somber—well, it's not, it's not somber, but it's death is treated— in in the West, I find as a sense of finality and a Mm -hmm. sense of like ending and that it's bad and it's not saying death is great, but you know, it's treated that way. Whereas when you more look at it as sort of a, a finalization, you know, like something's beautiful because it ends not because it lasts forever type situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely, that, that speaks to me a lot more as well.
0: Yeah. 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 So whether I, when, whenever I'm dead, um i'd want everybody to wear white instead of black i think that'd be
1: i'm gonna show up to your funeral in an all-white suit (laughs) just like the like just the biggest kingpin pimp suit
0: sure yeah 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 all white that'd be awesome that'd be great um i'm gonna bleach my hair white anyway i don't think at the time you'll need any bleaching jesse Ooh. no you're probably gonna die in like a year and a half tops (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um yeah what I was saying was that I was that feeling that I got when we spread his ashes. I actually felt that once before um my friend Bailey Starkey, uh, who's helped me with a lot of my personal projects uh she actually ended up making this giant beautiful bouquet of flowers for him to put on top of the um casket during the funeral and so what we did was that we ended up taking that flower bed and we brought it with us back home in the backyard and um my my aunt and my mom were wearing their white suit still, and we just ended up taking pictures. And like that finality was just so serene and beautiful. There was something really, really um, tantalizing about it. And uh, I've never felt anything before or since um, those two experiences, but they were really beautiful. I obviously still miss my grandpa and I wish that I could, you know, say hello to him again. But Um, It is what it is, man. Uh, Life works like that sometimes. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, the universe makes things happen the way it does for a reason or no reason. It doesn't have to have any reason. So it does whatever it wants. And so you just have to deal with it. And so, yeah, that was probably the most one of the most beautiful experiences Um, I've had in my life and definitely the most beautiful experience I had in India for sure it
1: sounds absolutely incredible just how everything lined up with you know the beauty of the area and Mm -hmm. the, the peacefulness of sort of the sky and the the weather and all it just sounds amazing
0: yeah yeah it was it was it was really crazy like um you you people can't see it right now, but my computer screen is on right now, and what, the purple uh, and the and the purple and light blue that you see in the background that's ex- that's pretty much what the colors look like. The like the purple that you see there, and wow. uh, it, it captures it captures the mood really well. Like imagine like the water being that color, the sky being that color, everything is reflected in that color. It was really beautiful, and um, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was really beautiful. And Jesse, after the podcast is over, I'll show you a picture of actually yeah. what the no, scene I mean, looked that, that like.
1: Sounds. I Definitely want to see that. That sounds incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was what that was going to be our trip right there, right? But because that all
1: in the the first week or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I said, we we left Canada on the first of November and that all happened on the fifth. So wow.
1: That's a lot to do in in such a little time frame.
0: Yeah. 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 And uh, the initial plan was that we were going to stay there for only a few days and then, um, a wedding occurred, and then a wedding occurred. <laughs> <laughs> surprise! <laughs> yeah, um, the days leading up to the wedding were really crazy. Um, it be, how, By the way, how how rapidly
1: did this wedding occur? Like, did, like as you were going flying there, you knew it was going to happen, or like oh, yeah, you landed yeah, yeah. in India and surprise, there's a wedding next week.
0: No, 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 it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't like a oh out of nowhere. It was just sort of like a uh, we kn- we knew that it was happening. Like it wasn't uh, like
1: a parent trap situation where it just appeared out of nowhere. No, we would have okay. said
0: no yeah. if yeah. it was like that. But we we ended up buying. Um, We ended up buying a bunch of suits, obviously, and, you know, a bunch of wedding gifts and whatever for the whole thing to, to happen and everything. So, yeah. But, um, the experience was really crazy after that. Um, after that, we ended up going to New Delhi and, uh, fuck, I was pissed off that happened. You know why? Because there's nothing wrong with going to New Delhi, right? But the thing though, is that like, I was like, okay. First of all, the wedding's going to happen on the 12th. And at this point, we had like a little bit, quite a bit of time still to do whatever. So I was like. Yeah, it's like six days? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like after the 12th, um, we leave on the 19th. So we're going to go to New Delhi on this eight hour drive back anyway. So why don't we go at the end of the trip? And they were like, "Nah, we're going to go early. We're going to do it in the middle. And then you're going to do it again later. So I was like pissed. Off! I was so mad that this was happening because I was just like, yo, honestly we could do way more with our time. You're eating so much time. That's 16 hours of driving just, you know, taken up just like that because we're going to Delhi. So anyway, we go, you know, I comply. Cause I'm just like, I literally can't do anything else. Like if I, if I just decide to stay home, that would make my trip incredibly boring, very fast. So I was like, okay, well I have no choice. So I go and do my thing. And you know what? It actually turned out to be much more enjoyable than I thought. So what happened was um, we, (laughs) on our way down to Delhi, we ended up seeing, uh, we ended up going to, okay, so when you're in India and you're going down highways, they have these things called tabbers. I'm pronouncing that way bad right now. But uh, anyway. As a white guy, I'm just smiling and nodding going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, um, over there. They have food and they'll often have gift shops. And at this particular gift shop, they had clothing and they had Gucci bags. They had actually like pretty decent looking Gucci bags. Did you buy one? Uh, No, I didn't. The
1: the more you tell me about this trip, the more I'm disappointed in you. No, I didn't. As a person and as a friend.
0: Nah, man, I didn't want to buy any f- fucking fake Gucci bags. Like, I I did really want to. I did consider it. I, um, but the thing though, it was it would have been like twenty something dollars or something.
1: How much is an actual Gucci bag? Is it more than twenty dollars?
0: Uh easy.
1: Okay, then don't be a fucking idiot. Buy the fake Gucci bag. Call it a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um it just it, it's the, like even looking at the stitching though like it looked you can tell it looked shitty right like you can tell it looked shitty like it was a good does like looking bag but like the, the the attention to detail was awful so I uh, I ultimately decided not to get it I was thinking maybe I could just like resell it or like whatever but there's something that about it that just like that's I don't know. To me, it was bullshit. And I don't want, and I don't fu- I don't want to fuck with that, to be honest, you know, so I didn't get it. Um, um, but anyway, we go on and we go to Delhi and, um, you know, the place that we stayed at was at our cousin's place, right? Um, he lived with his mom and unfortunately his dad passed away. His dad passed away like four months prior. So they were like very, very like needed company. They needed people to be there. So, um, we were happy to stay with them um of course you know going it was my first time actually going to an apartment building in india um that was an experience because like every other place that we've been to was always inside a village and it was always buildings that were you know just houses you know they were like regular ass houses um and then and then in in delhi there were apartment buildings what's the population of delhi off the top of your head off the top of my head Yo, why you gotta ask me that? I don't know, I I
1: thought you might be like, ah, it's around this many people, like, I don't want the, what is the,
0: what is the population of New Delhi?
1: Technology's failing us. I found
0: this on the web, for I don't want, what is the, what is the population?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. That was not exactly what, uh, what we were asking, (laughs) Siri, but thank you.
0: Here, I'm, I'm just looking it up, so, uh.
1: I mean, uh, you know the roundish number, like, if you were to hazard a guess how many people
0: like 8 uh, fuck 21.7 million
1: that's a that's a lot of people
0: that's a lot of
1: people yo all right now what's the what's the land area of new delhi off the top of your head
0: <laughs> land area um by the way that was just in uh, the
1: circumference of new delhi what is it
0: oh actually it turns out the population of delhi now is 18.6 million what I, the number that we saw before was 2011
1: so it went down by two or three million
0: uh yeah apparently yeah that's
1: some spooky shit is there any explanation as to why did they leave or did like just three million people die uh because i feel like i would have heard about that in the news
0: i don't know man the air quality is fucking trash over there though that's for sure but yeah
1: is it better or worse than when there's a fire in Kelowna
0: way worse I'm, i it's, know I'm, it's four times worse than that dude uh but listen to me the area is 1484 kilometers squared that's
1: a lot of people are not a big
0: area uh yeah that's, it's a lot of people, dude. People die in traffic there all the time, like every day. There's always somebody dying there because of the traffic. But anyway, uh, we go to New Delhi. We we're at this apartment, um, and we do our thing. Now, to give you context of how fucking trash the the weather is, or sorry, the the, the air quality is over there. Okay, at the time, the California fires were happening, right? And I was looking on my weather app to see what the air quality was over there. It was about 136, right? The gauge is from zero to 500, mm-hmm. and it was about 136. And so when you're at that, it's like, okay, it's um, it's unhealthy. It's irritating It's your irritating, lungs. you know, yeah. for, for people that have breathing problems, maybe you should, like, uh, get some help or stay inside. So, and then when it came to New Delhi... The <laughs> the air quality was at 462.
1: Do you know that Kelowna this year had two days that were 416? Really? Yep.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah. Damn. Um. But yeah, no, it was that close no, to five. But that's
1: more constant, so it's you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, people people die like because of this. Um. And uh, I, like. And and that at that point the air is considered hazardous yeah. to everybody. Like, well, I remember
1: when I was looking at the Kelowna one at four sixteen. The air advisory basically said, "Don't do anything and don't go outside. Like, don't do anything that that is even remotely strenuous to, to your body. Like, yeah. active, and also don't go outside and just don't breathe."
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was exactly. Was more or less the warning. Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, like. I'm coughing so fucking much when I'm over there. So um, I of course get a face mask that's like, you know, certified to not bring in uh, like all these different pollutants into your lungs and everything like that. And the thing about it is that Indian people are not really used to seeing shit that's different very much. And so because uh, of this, uh, my cousin, he he saw this, he's like, what the fuck? Are, what, what is this? And he, he would be like, oh, you're wearing a mask that. Like, that's so stupid. I'm like, man, what are you dumb? People die in this fucking air. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, the air quality with there was like fucked. It was so bad. Like I was reading about it and like people, people's like arteries, like get hard because is of that it, shit. Is it just they from get like, heart attacks from, from that like, shit?
1: Vehicle pollution or like factory
0: or like what? Okay. So remember how I was saying like the festival lights Diwali happens. Yeah. So uh, that literally just happened. Right. So we saw oh. all these fireworks that people were blasting and think about it: eighteen million people, and all of them are using blasting fireworks. That's potentially like an act of war. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had like we were breathing in all of these pollution Fucking, or all these pollutants um, yeah. from all these fireworks going off, Jesus. and like eighteen million worth of cars and 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 scooters and 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 uh, cigarettes and motorcycles, just all of it like coming together. How could you not want to like fucking leave from all that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, like that air is awful. Um, and so anyway, regardless, no problem. I'm dealing with it, whatever. It's fucking fine. So we go and we decide to see the, um, man, every single time that I'm supposed to like say something, Relating to a name, I keep on like. It's
1: because of the uh, oxygen deprivation you had for three weeks.
0: <laughs> I, am blanking on the name you're right technically now. Technically, brain dead. I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. But it's this giant. Um, it's, it's one of the most giant uh, Hindu temples or monasteries uh in the world that's where we went um and oh yeah them that's what okay. it's called them so it was actually built it, it, it had been getting built uh for like quite a like quite a few years i think it was like 15 years or something like that. it had been getting built and then in 2005 they actually like put all the pieces together and they built it in 2005 so um pretty recent like this huge building <coughs> it was it was it was it was Great. I love going there. Uh, I love looking at the little detail and to see, like, they have all these different carvings of all these elephants carved out. And every single elephant, they had, like, tons of them. Every single elephant had, like, a different design on its back. And they had all these different, like, people, like, in these, all these different poses and shit um, just on the outside. And when you go inside, these ceilings are huge. Like, massive, like, I don't know, like 60 feet high or something like that. And they're all decked out, like totally decked out. No wall is bare. They're all covered in all these different carvings and, and stones and all this shit. And everything's like gleaming and, uh, everything in front of you, like the more you go, like the way when your eye is up at the very top center, everything that they're creating is like tiny. And then as your eyes go down, everything gets bigger and bigger. And as you look towards you, there's like gold plated everything in front of you. And, um, and it it was, it was so crazy. They have all these different, um, boards of all this information on the history of these Hindu gods and what they mean and what they did and everything like that. And also the, the gurus that actually, um, that actually wanted, that founded, like, this particular way of thinking, um, and the people that had actually, like, initiated building this place in the first place. It, it was a really crazy experience. I love learning about the history of India. I wish, I really wish I went to see, like, where Gandhi was shot, but um, I, we just didn't have time for that. So,
1: Well, yeah, because we took a trip to Delhi.
0: <laughs> that, he died in New Delhi. Oh,
1: then that's your own fault.
0: It, yeah, I suppose so. So, um, yeah, no uh, learning about that was really cool. Like seeing the Indian architecture is crazy. Like they, those people love their it's attention a, to detail. It's a
1: beautiful craftsmanship. I mean, you were ta- you're showing, uh, on your, I should probably talk to Mike. You were showing, uh, on your Instagram story, you went to, I can't remember where it was, but like this, the symmetry of the architecture where it's like perfectly even and like, yeah, was just gorgeous
0: yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. those people are really good at what they do uh like the 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 um, the design philosophy is just so different from what it is here in western in the Mm -hmm. western world you know uh lots and lots of detail i mean they have i suppose the people the amount of people needed to do all that right like they have over a billion people at their disposal so um
1: yeah I, I, i suppose if you tried to build that over here it would take more than 15 years to do so
0: yeah, I, I I could be wrong. By the way, it may may or not may or may not be fifteen years. I think it's a little more than that, but
1: that still sounds about right for like that level of ornate. Because like, you also look at like um a comparable things like the Renaissance buildings, mm-hmm. like all like the in France and Italy and stuff like that, and yeah. those took like yeah ten to fifteen years to make a lot of those. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. Like um, seeing the history of India and their way of thinking is just so crazy. It's so sick.
1: Yeah, that's a culture I've always been intrigued by, but I've never actually taken, like, the dive into, you know, learning more about or, or or researching.
0: And I think everybody should. You know, every single person listening to this podcast, you should go to India at least once in your life. You know, it's just such a life-changing experience. It completely changed my life. Yeah. He um, now the- has lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's called bronchitis, actually. Nah, it's 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 early. It might progress. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, it was it was. Uh. So we went to Amsterdam. That was really crazy. It was really really cool to go see that. Um. And then let me see what happened after that. Oh, so this, is,
1: this is like the middle of the second week
0: yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly so you know what happened after that because we kept getting up early and we i just kept eating all this like i'm not gonna lie man indian food is like really good but the stuff that we were eating was fucking trash it was so bad you know like it was see the thing is like it's all just, like, oily and buttery, and, like, at home, I eat really healthily, right? Like, every morning, I'll have oatmeal with, like, bran in it, and I'll have different uh, milkshakes with, like, blueberries or peaches. Yeah, you know, pretentious shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I have been vegetarian for fucking 12 man, years. I, whenever I go out for dinner with you, I just see the
1: judgment eyes as I'm eating my greasy
0: nah, fried man. egg on
1: a burger. I know.
0: Nah, no judgment. Yo, we you can't say that when we had a fucking, what was it, like, a... a in denny's that one time oh
1: that was the grossest thing on the planet was it the grand slam wage or whatever
0: it was the Grand. no 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 i didn't have that it was the it was the it was the uh, what is it called it's uh it's the lumberjack slam oh lumberjack that shit's great yeah that 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 was actually really good look see even though i like eating all my fruits and veggies and shit just because like i like it um like just eating also shit like that just i also like it too because it's uh, it, i don't eat it very often
1: i want i want a Jake slam now i might do that after this podcast
0: <laughs> good call man good call um i was gonna say though um so since i'm eating all this shitty food and i'm just constantly just sort of like getting pushed to like get up early even though i don't want to right like i want i'm like sleep deprived and all that stuff it like and, and, and there's like this shitty air around me it finally like cl- like it pushed my body over the edge and ended up getting really fucking sick. Like I, I ended up getting like, it's almost like food poisoning. What I got, uh, basically we were just like driving down the road. And I'm like, Oh, I don't feel very good. And then, uh, and then basically I told the driver, I was like, yo, can you just like pull over real quick? Um, so I, he like pulls over,
1: pauses his movie, pulls over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Pull, yeah pulls over <laughs> opens i open the door calmly i get out to the back of the car and i just like look around and then
1: <laughs> just hold your hair back you know
0: yeah um and i just basically i like, hurl you know like and it's just it hurts was it, it was it
1: was it one of the ones where like you're you're not even like heaving it's just like you're opening your mouth and it's just coming out
0: no, I, I was heaving. It was it was pretty bad. Like it it was just not a fun or good experience. And like,
1: is there a good vomit experience? Is that like a that was a lovely vomit I just had?
0: Well, okay, I've I've never been drunk before, uh, but like I've heard people tell me that when they when they're like they have been drinking and they throw up, they feel much better. So
1: yeah, but that's that's more that's more vomiting in general. Like because you you get whatever is irking it out. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a reason you're vomiting. It's not your body just being like, screw you. <laughs> it's yeah, like, no, it's no. like, I need to get this thing out.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 So like here I am, I I'm vomiting and like, and then I get back in the car and like, I'm just, I'm constantly hungry over there. Honestly, like whenever I go to India, I start, I always get really skinny because I, I just get so like repulsed by the food sometimes. Cause like, there's nothing wrong with Indian food, but I've been eating it for over 20 years and the food that the people in my village make is just, it's all like oily and greasy and buttery. Right. And, 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 I just get so sick of it. I just, I stopped wanting to eat as much like, right. You're like skipping meals and stuff like that. Exactly. I have, I had such a, I had such a huge appetite. Um, when I, right before I left for India, just cause I've been like exercising really, really hard. And so, you know, like just to give you an example, when I went to Thanksgiving uh, dinner with my, at my girlfriend's house, I had two full plates of like Turkey and cranberry sauce and like mashed potatoes and oh, two
1: I'm, desserts. I'm going to pause right there. You actually eat cranberry sauce. I have n- that has been every Thanksgiving dinner I've ever been. Not a single human being has actually eaten it.
0: It's because it was my first time eating at my girlfriend's place at Thanksgiving, right? right? I did, wanted to just try everything. How did you like cranberry sauce? It's good. Like okay. it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Like I, uh, it's, nothing, it's not my favorite. It doesn't blow my blow me away, but
1: you know, child divorce. I have like two Thanksgivings a year. Not a single time has it's always bought. It's always there. It's never eaten. I, it's like it's like that thing everyone has to do but then no one actually wants to eat it. As per tradition. It's like, it's like, oh, we have to eat the cranberry sauce. It just has to be there.
0: I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. But anyway, no, I had such a massive appetite. I would eat like six rotis or like seven or eight uh, when I first landed there. And then by the end of it, would, I'd be like, I'm not going to eat this shit. Like my body was just not reacting to it well. Um, anyway, when I got there, um, or sorry, in India at this day, by the way, the, the day that I got sick was the day that we were also heading to the Taj Mahal. And this is on our drive to the Taj Mahal. This is actually in a different state called Agra, which is um, a two-hour drive over there. And so, on, I basically like passed out as soon as after I was done throwing up. So I just passed out. I couldn't deal with the discomfort of my stomach anymore. I just passed out. And uh, when I woke up, I all of it just like came back like the discomfort, the, the, the cold sweats and everything. And I was just like walking around like, uh, And the shitty thing is, um, the crap, the really awful thing about that particular part of India is that the bathrooms don't have toilet paper. None of them have toilet paper. Cause they, they basically clean themselves with just like this hose. There's like, luckily now India uses toilets, whereas before there'd be just a hole in the ground. But they they have this hose with this nozzle that you basically just like clean yourself with, and I was, it's
1: like a poor man's bidet.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, okay, so sure, you clean yourself with that, I get it, but how do you dry yourself? I'm not gonna just put on this like. I wish they
1: had like a pressurized air hose separately, so you just like shh. Ah, oh,
0: that'd be so uncomfortable. It would
1: be awful, just air drying your butt.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I was just like, I'm not gonna walk around with like
1: wet, wet, wet well, especially like in. <sighs> hotter climates and everything too it's wet ass is one of the worst things on the planet yeah
0: yeah so here i am just at the taj mahal you know going to the taj mahal was really cool uh like there were monkeys everywhere on the on our way in there and like the security is tight like there are like multiple security checks metal detectors pat downs everything and um and this is not my first time going there actually when i was 12 years old i went there as well so it was kind of like a oh i'm back here again sick
1: but i imagine as a 12 year old you probably didn't Full, i don't want to put words in your mouth but you you're a 12 year old kid so you probably didn't fully appreciate what the taj mahal is
0: and actually uh i was depressed okay. uh when i was 12 uh because I, I don't know if i would call it depression but it was the closest thing that i've ever gotten to like just like so sad and just so like ugh, don't want to do anything right the reason why was because um in India when I was, well, okay. So in India, when I was 12 years old, I was so homesick. Um, it was my first time being like, like really, really traveling like that before. Um, and it was just so rough for me because I just was so homesick. And, um, but by the end of the trip, I was like, you know, I'm fine here. I've acclimated. And, but the the thing is I was still so ready to go home. Right. And then when I did go home, we, as we were driving from, you know, the house to Delhi, um, eight hours we ended up missing our flight after an eight-hour drive after waiting for weeks for over a month we had been waiting i had been waiting and we miss our flight and i was just so like oh and at, you know i was a kid and at the time i was just thinking to myself like we were at the airport my mom and dad are trying to talk to the lady there and uh they were just trying to go like please we were blah, blah, let us go and um i thought to myself <laughs> what,
1: what a great argument.
0: <laughs> And so I thought to myself with my 12 year old mind, hey, maybe if we like cry, I I told my brother, let's cry as much as we can to basically like make these people feel bad to let us in.
1: That's like some psychopath shit right there. And so we, we, you faked emotions to get what you want.
0: So we start crying uh, as much as we could. Uh we we no we had like tears coming down our face and everything too. We were crying as much as possible. I saw said to my brother, let's just cry as much as possible. He was 10 at the time. And uh no, obviously that let us go in. And so um we 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 basically ended up like just going around Delhi and uh seeing all these different things like the Lotus Temple and stuff like that. But uh But I I was like sad as fuck for that. But um to be honest though, uh when I saw the Taj Mahal, I was like, holy shit. It was so clean there, and, like, we went there early in the morning, so, like, the clouds were just, like, covering the top of it, and as the day went on, they dissipated, and it, like, opened up the Taj Mahal, and the sun was shining on there, and it was so sick. We went inside, and the guy had, our guide that we had, basically allowed us to go in front of everybody, which is super cool. He had a little flashlight demonstrating how when you put your, um flashlight on the jewels inside they actually light up which is such a sick thing i remember him distinctly spinning the flashlight and it and all the different um stone leaves were lighting up as they did that i was like that's such a cool touch i had no idea so i was really looking forward to seeing that the second time that i went however i was so sick So I, I basically, we were like walking around, um, I'm just like dying and there's like, there's heat and like stomach problems and cold sweats. And our guide is like being immensely amazing, like so, so good telling us about all these different histories and like the reason why things are the way that they are. Uh, he actually made me realize that there's actually Arabic text All over where the Taj Mahal is, Um, like on the front of the entrance of the Taj Mahal, there's Arabic text everywhere, uh, which I hadn't actually known that before. Um, And uh, also the building surrounding it also had Arabic text on there as well. Uh, Just at the time, uh, there was much more of an Arabic uh, presence, more of an Islam presence over at the time. That's interesting. I actually had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can actually show you in some pictures afterwards. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, the really crazy thing though, too, was, um, there was just such perfect symmetry with everything. And this was made like, like, like hundreds of years ago with like no technology to aid well, them.
1: That, that's what I was saying earlier is you had on your Instagram stories, um, that at the Taj Mahal, there's like the two like side structures or whatever. Like there's the main, mm-hmm. and then there's the two side structures. Yeah. And one like,
0: was a mosque, wasn't his guest house.
1: Yeah. But they were like almost perfectly symmetric, like distance wide. Like it just, it was
0: incredible. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a, there's a actually from the, even before the entrance of the Taj Mahal, there's a giant symmetry line that goes down the middle of everything. And that symmetry line shows symmetry between everything. It like lines it up. It lines it up. Like when you, every time you look at a picture of the Taj Mahal, it's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That symmetry line is there. And so, um, it's uh it's really really cool for that it just shows such perfect symmetry but uh yeah the guide was so gracious um eventually at this point we're after ton taking after we're done taking tons of photos um i i say to the guy hey man can you just like take me to a toilet and then as soon as i get to the toilet uh, i i don't i just wasn't thinking as soon as i get there no toilet paper and so i'm just like fuck this even though they they were like the cleanest toilets that i had seen in a long time i was like i can't do it Uh, i can't do it
1: and so you didn't take a shit at the taj mahal no you're not buying fake gucci bags you aren't shitting at the taj mahal you're not living my friend sorry jesse it just uh, this whole this whole thing if you tell me at the end of this you don't end up going to indiana i'm just gonna be so disappointed
0: uh spoilers jesse i don't end up going to indiana um <laughs> anyway well
1: it's been a good episode everyone i'm gonna leave now <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so i basically say to the guy i'm good man let's just go and, he, and i'm like you know what you could just go ahead i'll find you later so i just had to sit down we've been walking around everywhere and i'm just so exhausted i just like sit down and i'm weak and then uh my cousin kj comes up and finds me and we're just like talking and then we make our way up and then all of a sudden uh we we make our way up and we're right in front of the Taj Mahal like we are looking up at where the entrance is and then we see my family they're with the guy they're about to go inside and we're like yelling like wait wait, wait stop and then they all just leave and we're just there on our own we're just like they went inside without us and we're just like sitting there down uh, like looking at the entrance going like we can't go in we we we'd have to go with all these people and that would take fucking forever and I'm just like sitting there like miserable just like I am so sick. I need to. You got fucking
1: home alone at the Taj Mahal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I, at least I could die saying that (laughs) you could write that on my gravestone. Got home alone at the Taj Mahal. (laughs) Um, anyway, so I'm just like sitting there. We're chilling. And then, um, and then eventually the guide and my family, they come out, but no, no, no. But actually before that we end up just like going all the way back to nearly the entrance of the whole place. And we're just like waiting there, and then all of a sudden we catch up with our family, and they're there. And I'm now at this point, I'm thinking to myself, do I go in? I don't
1: know what that was. I think that was my phone, maybe.
0: Okay, no worries. Um. Anyway, I'm at, now here. I am. Everybody's ready to leave, and I'm just like, I wanted to go see the inside so bad, and I'm just like miserable, and I'm just like very much considering not going because I just need relief. But I was just like, oh, I just, I just, I we we went thousands and thousands of kilometers away to be here. We spent all this money, and I hadn't been here since I was twelve, and I was so amazed by the inside. I have to go. So, uh, me and my cousin, we take the guide again, and we finally make our way inside. And the thing is. It's it's there's so many people that are just rushing to go inside where we're inside and the guy's like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to do this all over again." But we end up doing it. The guy was just like amazing. And there's just all these people just fucking rushing inside, just rushing inside. It's like a bunch of fucking rats trying to find cheese in a hole that's like 4 inches th- 4 inches big and they're just like ha- like fucking loading in and there's just like this big dude, I think he was maybe security or something or just some guy. Uh he was like, "Stop!" Stop rushing in, stop, just stop moving, let these people go through and stop. But everybody just like pushed them aside and just kept going. <laughs> and and- it's, like, it's like Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. And normally, like when I was there when I was twelve years old, we were able to calmly just like walk in and just like look around and just like blah blah blah. And like, oh look, these light up, cool. But this time it's like, oh okay, look, okay, see you see that? Okay, let's go. Let's see you later bye. <laughs> and,
1: just did a fucking speed run of the Taj Mahal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sped run this Taj Mahal, yeah. But like, you know you know why it was so chaotic? You know why? Cause it was it was a Saturday, right? After our national holiday. That's why. So of course it's busy as fuck. Of course there's just like a fuckload of people. That's just the, the goddamn timing that we had. And, oh yeah, and I was sick sick as hell. If you didn't know that already, but uh so what
1: you should have done is like run inside, vomit behind you, so it's like a like a like a s barrier that they can't cross. Oh and yeah. you're like, uh-huh
0: yeah it was it was really bad but i i still love the experience i'm so so happy that i went inside i would have i would have definitely just been like ah shit i wish i went inside yeah like it would have right so uh sad on your mind yeah and then we went into the back of the taj mahal and that was sick i've been there and i i remembered it exactly the way that it was it's basically right behind the taj mahal it's this field it's like this giant field (laughs) excuse me and uh you see like there's like cows roaming around and like few ponds here and there and then you see like villages behind that um, and then and then you see and then you know what's really cool is that there's these pillars behind the Taj Mahal like like attached to it and they're there when you look at it it's um, it looks perfectly like it looked like a pillar like a perfectly circular pillar on the side but as you walk up it's polygonal which is so sick so what that means is um, it's flat it, it's basically it's got like four. It's got sorry three no four flat edges on it and um and you can touch them and it's all like right uh and and when you're close up it just looks like uh yeah it's not circular at all it's 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 got these hard edges almost like a playstation game right and then when you walk backwards that's when it like the illusion makes it look like it's circular which is so cool there's all these like little tricks that your eye play all these little pieces of detail that um you you see with these guides that you otherwise wouldn't know which is very cool and then yeah and then with the symmetry line which is where the instagram story was taken actually yeah that's i remember because it was
1: from the back side of yeah, yeah
0: exactly and then that's where you can see the mosque on the one side and the guest house on the other side and it was just it was beautiful right it was it was a really gorgeous place that you actually see on the behind the Taj Mahal actually a giant plateau and in that plateau you actually see uh, where the second Taj Mahal is going to be built um, there's going to be a black Taj Mahal because the initial one was actually made for um, the creator's wife his most beloved wife actually because he had multiples so the one that he like the most though he built the Taj Mahal for the other ones he was like nah so <laughs>
1: wow she got one of the most infamous buildings on the planet and the other ones got shit
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that that guy basically was like yeah I'm uh yeah you're awesome I like you so he was gonna build another one for himself but what happened was that he, he was a king right and so his children were fighting to be the next king and so <clears throat> I think it was like maybe three or four kids um one of them uh cunningly just killed all the other kids so he could be up next because they were all fighting to be who's the next kid so next king so he basically just like killed them and then uh he ended up killing his dad who was the guy that commissioned getting the Taj Mahals built um he ended up killing him too so they couldn't make a second Taj Mahal they couldn't make a black one Hmm. uh which would have been sick so yeah um the Taj Mahal was a really like Great, but not so great experience. Um, the cool thing is that the Taj Mahal actually is purely, it's white, right? It's really white when you see it, but it's actually, it turns blue at night. When uh, when uh, the moonlight is out, when it's moonlit at night, uh, it actually turns blue. And they actually allow people to come to the Taj Mahal only a few times a year in groups of only 500 to come see the Taj Mahal at night. That is an experience I definitely want to have.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely an ex- like a... Such a small and once in a lifetime experience to see that.
0: Yeah, so that um, that would be that be that that would have been a great experience for sure. Yeah, but uh, no. Overall, though, the Taj Mahal experience was great. And then at this point, I am done uh, the Taj Mahal thing, and I'm just like, oh man, I am so hungry, and I basically. Needed to get some food right and I told Them though I'm like I'm not getting some greasy Bullshit I'm not getting some Crappy food I need to go Somewhere that has like good food like vegetables or something right or just something that's like chill for my stomach and so um the guide tells us about this like nice hotel and hotels over there for international people have good uh restaurants to cater to those people so they'll have more of an international menu and so we end up making our way over there now here i am starting to feel worse again and as soon as i step out I just sort of go, I don't go into the building. I just sort of go over to the side. I'm underneath this tree and then I basically just spew probably even, I spew even harder this time than the other time. And I'm just like, and I'm just so surprised. And I'm just like, how is, how am I able, why am I like this? Like, um, oh, by the way, at this point I have nothing in my body except water. So I, all I see is just water. And, uh, I'm just like, <sighs> man i'm i'm fucked up <laughs> and
1: P- public vomits are always the best
0: and then uh when we get there by the way india how they work is that when you go to like a sort of i suppose fancier hotel or just someplace built for uh international people travelers uh there's always these guests that are or sorry these people that are there to uh greet guests in the parking lot and say hi welcome you know let me follow me and so he he, when i get out of the car this guy sees me and greets me and then i just sort of like walk past him and i just do my thing and the guy just i remember i remember like hurling and i look behind me and the guy's just like looking at me like like what is going on right now
1: (laughs) it's like hello hello (laughs) pleasure to meet you
0: yeah so it was like really bad and then I go inside and then um, I'm looking at the menu and they have cornflakes and so I basically uh I like I I may you know I clean myself in the bathroom I sit down have some cornflakes very very chill everybody's eating their regular food and I I have a second bowl of cornflakes just because it's like clean it's like it's like uh, it's like the calmer food. It, it's it's like, easy for
1: it's your stomach easy. to process. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's easy.
1: It's like, it's like, you've never been this, but when you're extremely hungover, crackers, best thing ever, just eat a bunch of crackers, gets the stomach going. You're good.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I have this like, sort of like chicken. It's like this slab of chicken with like steamed vegetables and rice. I didn't eat it, a whole lot of it actually, but like it was the only thing on there that I was kind of willing to eat. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then uh, and that was that for – yeah, so that was basically my Taj Mahal experience. After that, I, I kind of got better.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It just seems like you were setting yourself up for like a stomach shock. Yeah. Like with, with how you eat here and then you're like, let's go here where it's a completely different dietary style and then
0: – Well, I mean – i've eaten indian food for like a good part of my life like that that is a thing that i've done a lot of oh i know but but uh, (laughs) uh, but it's just so fucking greasy and oily over there man it's just it doesn't sit well with me very well to eat be so consistent with that and i'm not gonna lie like i i it's not like i don't eat pizza around here it's not like i don't eat burgers and shit i like eating that kind of stuff it's tasty it's good um but nah it's just uh it's it's a lot for me to handle you know my body is very reactive to what i do to it if i'm if i'm being shitty to it it'll be shitty to me if i'm doing really good with it it'll be good to me so that's just sort of how it is with me
1: all right so you've left the taj mahal uh-huh you've gone and had your sweet bowl of cornflakes yeah we're at the end of the second week
0: yeah we're pretty much near the end of the second week and then we find our way uh, and then we're heading back
1: for the wedding is the wedding in the third week
0: Uh, yeah. Wedding is third week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we make our way down to, uh, we make our way back to our, our place. Um, and then, yeah, we make our way back to the place and then to like our home and we just sort of like settle up and we then end up going uh, about like an hour away to my aunt's place. My aunt's place is where her brother is going to get married. So we're there just to say hi to everybody and like meet all these new people and stuff like that and uh yeah it was kind of a cool experience uh that's when that's when oh wait I forgot about one thing before I get into all of that I just wanted to say just very briefly after our Taj Mahal trip after like by the end of our deli thing that was like four or five days or so it was so fucking sick to go into their mall because their mall
1: (coughs) oh I remember seeing yeah
0: (coughs) let me get just get some water real quick Goddamn! Oh yeah. Oh, fresh Canadian water feels so good after a trip to India. I'm not gonna lie, but anyway, we end up going to the mall in New Delhi, and New Delhi malls are so wild. Okay, look, comparatively to like a regular Canadian mall, there's no difference, but in a New Delhi mall, when you've been around, like when there's dirt everywhere and it's just like this crazy chaos. When you and and also, since my brother and I were in villages, right, and we look like the way that we do because we're from a city, um, people they'll look at you, they'll be like, Oh, they're not from here, especially because like I have a nose ring and my brother has long hair. But because we were in New Delhi and we went to their mall, we finally fit in. We finally go to a place where we were like, My people, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The first place that we went to was Starbucks, and we we're like, Look how fancy this place is! Oh my god, it's like
1: you went in there, you ordered yourself a fucking pumpkin spice latte, it was great. <laughs>
0: Hey, it was November at that time. So no more pumpkin stuff.
1: Damn, what but, a shame.
0: But uh it was crazy because um yeah, it was really, really cool because uh Um it was just it, it was like being back home, but it wasn't. You know, it was it was really weird. It was kinda it was really comforting. To it was be like there. kind of like a
1: blend of the two cultures yeah. in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, whenever I'd ask for a drink and I say my name, they know how to spell it the first the first time
1: <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but it just seems like you've got a very, I find easy to know name. Like I've, I've known several deep in my life. Yeah. I, that, you know, that one's not one that always struck me as like, oh, how do you spell it?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you just sort of follow the consonants and vowels. Yeah. There's nothing really crazy. I mean, the on. K
1: might throw someone at the end.
0: I guess, I guess, uh, like white people are just like, oh yeah, Pock. In all fairness,
1: our language is fucked. Where C's and K's are like, man, we're just gonna change whenever. True,
0: yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, though, yeah. Let me see. Um, yeah. So we're just at this mall. It's like really crazy. My brother ended up buying two um, Jordans, um, a, a, a an orange one and a white one. And each were of them- they legit? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And they cost about like nearly three hundred dollars each, like three hundred Canadian dollars each. And he bought them. Um, so he has that. Now I ended up buying these fake glasses for like, I don't know, like $10, uh, just cause I thought they looked kind of cool. And then after that, we ended up going back to the village, um, which was sick. Um, that's where, that's where we also, um, that's where we celebrated the by the way, like where we were, we like, uh, shot up a bunch of, uh, fireworks and stuff. Oh, by the way, I'm getting this backwards. By the way, we went to this particular village where my, uh, Uncle was getting married like before Delhi. We went there once before to shoot fireworks and stuff. Then we went to Delhi. And then after that, we went back. So, yeah, yeah, I missed that. But yeah, we went back. And then that's when the whole wedding stuff started. So we started wearing all these like sick suits and stuff like that. And that's where on my Instagram, you see all those cross dressers like doing all that dancing and shit. That's where that happened. That was so fucking sick.
1: I was hoping for some context on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's called a jago. So basically the jago is a celebration, uh, just like a pre-party. It's like a bachelor party, but just like for Indian people. And instead of just all your homies, it's, it's, it's like you and your family and your friends. And it it could be a variety of things. It's just this particular one. They just had a bunch of crossdressers just dancing and like doing that. So what happened was that this village, um, oh, but actually before I get into that, um, before we went and did all that i was getting pulled aside by all these different women over there um basically all these women kept like pulling me aside and be like hey you should come over to my place and stuff like that you should just say hello to all of my family and stuff i'm like okay sure like every single time somebody would ask me something like hey you want to do this i'd be like (laughs) yep every single time that's not how you get in trouble at all in any way so, like, the first few times I did that was cool, right? Like, um, just, uh, like, a couple of dudes from the village would be like, hey, you want to go on a motorcycle ride? I'm like, sure, yeah. Um, and uh, there and I was, like, playing with my two-year-old cousin. They're like, you want to bring him, too? I'm like, sure. Uh, Is anybody wearing helmets? Nope. Is this two-year-old just sitting on the front of this motorcycle? Sweet. Going at, like, 50 kilometers an hour? Sure, yeah. That's what happened. We could just go on a ride. And then uh, my little cousin, I love him so much. He's so fucking cute. He was, like, asleep. <laughs> on the front of this motorcycle <laughs> i'm of course holding on to him just in case anybody's wondering yeah. i was holding on to him holding on to the motorcycle driver if in case anything happens but like yeah had we crashed we would have been fucked just so you know but uh after that and another guy was like hey you want to go to mo- go on another motorcycle ride i'm like yeah sure so i this time don't take my cousin uh we end up going like we're going like 90 kilometers or 80 kilometers like around the village and stuff, like, way fucking fast, I was like, holy shit, my eyes were, like, watering, um, it was so crazy, that was super, obviously, that was a stupid thing to do, even going on the first one was stupid as fuck, this is even worse, um, and, uh, and then after that, there was this one guy who I knew from the village, he's like, um, I didn't really know what he was saying, he's like, um, I don't really know what he was saying, particularly, because he was just passing by, but he's like, hey, you want to come, and I'm like, yeah, sure, (laughs) and so, That is, you're like the
1: person in a horror movie where they're like, we should not go into this house. And someone goes, come on. And you go, all right. And like, that was the only argument you needed was like, (laughs) yeah, come on.
0: Hey, yo, look, my argument for all of this was that I have nothing else to do. Like every single house that there's there. Because what dying (coughs) is not a thing to do. You could (laughs) have. No, 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 no. Jesse, listen, no house over there has a router. Okay. No house in India that we went to had a router. So. And okay. there's nothing else in that house. You're your, like, what, your, I don't want to watch fucking TV.
1: Your argument here is because you did not have the internet. You just did whatever happened.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, if there's think about it like this, if somebody comes up to you and you're just like, man, what do I do around here? And somebody's like, you want to like come like go on a ride on a, on this motorcycle. Sure. Yeah. That's something to do. Got
1: it. That's cool. I totally understand that. What I'm boggling my mind here is someone said, Hey, you want to come with me? And you went, yeah, yeah. There's no context, no understanding what's going on.
0: Yes, that's exactly what happened. All
1: right, what happened? What happened when you followed the stranger danger man?
0: I knew him. He, he's like a family friend. All right, okay? so that's how, how like, most
1: things don't go great. Is as, oh, always a friend of family. They seem so normal.
0: First of all, by the way, those people eat way less than I did. So, like, if anything happened, I could at least defend myself. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, we ended up going. You know what ended up happening? He ended up picking this thing up from this shop. We end up going to this guy's house and I'm just like looking around. And I'm like, I don't know these people at all. And you know what this, this guy ends up doing? He ends up fix. He fucking, he goes there to fix a fridge. And I'm just sitting there at the stranger's house, looking at this baby, just going like, who the hell is this? While this guy that I know is fixing this guy's fridge. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And yeah, <laughs> the first couple of times are cool. But at this time I was just like, man, what am I doing here? I shouldn't have said yes to this. But, did you help or did you
1: help fix the fridge at all? No. Wow, you piece of shit.
0: No, because there's no there, because there's no nothing there. Um, basically, what happened was um, the guy was just like watching some TV, and I was just like watching too, and I'm on my phone. And uh, they obviously don't have any data, or sorry, they don't have any internet. So um, the guy offers data like hotspotting off of his phone. That's the only way people go on the internet over there. And that's that. I basically hotspotted and just like checked my social media and stuff.
1: All right. So to recap, this guy invites you over to help him or watch him fix a fridge it's unclear which one you don't help him fix a fridge and then you steal this other man's data yes who you don't know correct okay i just want to make sure i'm fully understanding the depth of your assholesness right now did you offer to
0: help fix the fridge no
1: so you just stood and watched this man fix the fridge correct wow okay
0: i didn't stand i was sitting i sat oh
1: sorry so you didn't even put in the effort of standing up you you lazily sat down stole man's data and didn't fix the fridge correct <laughs> You're a terrible person, Deepak.
0: That's okay with me because that's <laughs> just what happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was kind of sick. Um, uh, yeah, and there's just like this baby just staring at me, and just I'm just like, <laughs> "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> anyway, such a weird. Ex-
1: okay, just go on.
0: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, baby's coming over. No, sorry. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> No, okay, so no, this guy, I'm over at this guy's house, the baby's staring at me, and then the guy's finally done, and then we end up going back, and then... How,
1: how long did it take him to fix the fridge? Like an hour? Okay, it's not that bad.
0: It's okay, not bad, not, but still, like a long hour, dude. Could have been
1: faster if you helped him, moving on.
0: <sighs> I'm not gonna, no. Anyway, Um. then I head home, and then it starts. That's when I, that's when, like, all these cross-dressers are, like dancing setting up their shit oh yeah before they do that what they do is they actually like uh there were two of them this happens every single time at a, every jago okay there's two women in this case two men dressed like women they put on they they like get this like colored powder and flour and they basically make this like square design maybe it's like 12 inches by 12 inches and uh they basically make this sort of like they improvise this design and like it made yeah it, and uh they just sort of like set set it up there and what they do is they they put a little very small platform there for the groom to sit on. So um the so what happens is that when the groom sits on there and everybody's watching and dancing, um the family members get this like yellow paste and just rub it on the body of the groom, and take pictures and feed feed them desserts and give them money. So that's what happens and then uh but like as as they're like done as like these um people are done making this design some fucking servant walks by and steps on it and everybody in this entire room goes like they stick out their hand pointed at him and they go what the hell are you doing (laughs) Which is genuinely really funny, actually. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. If I, yeah, I would have put, I would have played the um, Curb Your Enthusiasm music (laughs) right there. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a perfect moment for that.
0: But uh, anyway, yeah, so then, um, anyway, so everybody starts, so, okay, now everybody's gathered, and uh, one of the uh, really, really, like, great entertainers starts, like, singing right and then the groom is now standing on the stairs and he's just like watching with all this stuff um draped on him but it's he's also wearing just regular ass clothes he's just got like a scarf type thing on him anyway um he's just like looking at uh everything going on and the people are singing to him and he's coming downstairs and all these women just start clapping like Oh, it's so crazy. It's still on my Instagram if you want to see it. But all these women just start clapping. And the energy was so high. I remember just feeling like, oh, shit, this is so sick. You know, it's just like, man, this is... It was so cool. And um, uh, he just, like, sat down at his spot. And everybody's just, like, singing and dancing. And then um, they're just, like, covering him in money and, like, this yellow paste. And, like, feeding him desserts. And everybody's getting pictures and stuff. It was so sick. And I just kept, like, recording. Um, And at the time, like... (coughs) all these, uh, kids and, uh, g- girls and, um, guys and everybody's just like, um, pulling me aside, wanting to get like a picture or pulling me aside and just like saying like how they're asking me how I think of all this and stuff. And I'm just like saying, it's all sick. It's all really cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then everything starts heading outside and, oh yeah, I was about to say, as these women were taking me into their homes and like getting me to meet their families, I, I then, then all these women that have, that were like wanting to talk to me uh, are now with us. And we're now all of a sudden all the whole party is heading over to their places. Like they're going inside all these houses and, and all all these like um, entertainers are basically making fun of all the men and like saying cool shit about the women. Um, And they're dancing and they're carrying this like giant sort of uh, thing um, covered in like candles that are lit and like covered in colors and stuff like that. And uh, they're just like passing this on to different women um, on their heads for them to carry around and they'll sing. It it was such a wild and fun experience to like go to all these neighbors houses and just see people dancing and yo people, Indian people love making it rain. They just like throwing money all over the place. And all these like servants that work for the companies like are picking it up. Now, the funny thing is that Indian people, uh, don't really, especially in villages, uh, even though we have cross dressers like for entertainment and stuff like that the entire time people have been noticing my nose ring right and even before i left for my trip my dad was like yo you got to take that shit off like people are not gonna fuck with that and i'm just like i don't really care to be honest because i yo, when i went there the last time i had like long hair and I had a curly mustache and that yo people yo my brother had a mustache and 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 long hair too when the last time we went and people like imagine going to the, like the mall on a Saturday and everybody's like looking at you and, and laughing. Like that's what that experience mm-hmm. was like for my brother and me the last time we went. And so, uh, just cause we looked so like different and everything. Right. And so this time I, I, you know, relatively I look like I could fit in. I just look like I'm an outsider, but the nose ring throws people off. And so, I mean, I was just, like, looking around in the room full of those cross-dressers, and, like, I was thinking to myself, the only men in this room that have nose ring are cross-dressers and me. What what do you think that speaks to everybody over there? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, like, the guy that even worked for them, he's, like, he came up to me, he's, like, yo, why do you have that in your nose? And I'm, like, it's for the style. He's, like, you look like a girl. I'm, like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with girls. Second.
1: um, Interesting, but that's, like, one of the worst arguments you could have come up with in your life?
0: I don't think so. But uh, um, second, uh, I was like, well, it's a style in Canada. Like, people accept it over there, and I think it looks kind of sick. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what – I said that to every single person that asked me, but um, – <laughs> I remember, like, the people that were, like, dancing and doing the entertainment, they were, like, looking at me, too, just, like, staring, like, looking at this, and I was wearing my fake glasses at the time, too, and then, uh, yo, people, people, so, like, didn't, some people didn't fuck with my nose ring, like, they, they didn't fuck with it so much that, like, there was this uncle that I had that came up to me, he's, like, he sat me down, he's, like, okay, look, uh, your nose ring, I don't like it very much, (laughs) And
1: the thing is... It's like a goddamn intervention.
0: He was like, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much like that. He's like, look, do you see on my fingers? I remember... I know how you are. You're young, right? Like, and in Canada, it might be... Like, people might like it over there. But here in India, not so much. People don't like it here. You see my rings? You see see my fingers? They don't have any rings on there. I don't have any watches. I'm just... I'm a simple man, okay? I'm a simple man and I like simple things. And look, around the world, people respect that, right? He was saying to me, like, look... You have a girlfriend she'll love you even more if you take it out you should be a simple man just be a gentleman take out your nose ring and and i was like Mm mm-hmm yep okay sure and then later on he was like he uh like the next day or something he we were about to go out and do something he's like wait you didn't take it out yet i'm like no he's like well aren't you gonna do it for me be a gentleman i'm like no (laughs) he's like why don't you listen to me and i'm like Nah, see you later. So anyway, people people kept noticing this. So you're
1: not fixing fridges. You're disrespecting your elders. It's not a great trip so far, Deepak. <laughs>
0: um, <clears throat> so yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, at the go, all these like people were like dancing and all that stuff. I don't know how I got into that tangent. Um, but uh, anyway. It was just a wild experience. After that, we ate some food. I, I, my stomach was feeling definitely better at that point, so I was able to, like, scarf down a lot more food. But, like, oh, and then after that, after we were done eating, um, this whole thing led to, like, this giant just sort of, like, nightclub outside in this village. It was, like... What the hell is this? It literally looked like it was pulled straight out of sapphire and fucking plopped in the middle of this village. It looked so uh, legit. It was crazy. And uh, the whole party just like went down over there and all these different entertainers were just like dancing and laughing and stuff and then eventually everybody made their way down over there and everybody was like dancing and throwing cash. And uh my little cousin was dancing. Uh he was cute as hell and uh, it was just amazing. It was a cr- it was probably one of my favorite experiences. The entire time that i was there it was it was like a lot of fun and then after that the actual wedding happened um and uh yeah and then the wedding happened and then we basically was just like after that starting winding down and you started getting ready to pack to head home and man i was so happy to head home i'm not gonna lie man
1: was it uh pretty much a good trip back like no
0: oh man i gotta tell you uh, this, this, this was way worse coming back than it was, uh, yeah. heading over, uh, to, to, by the way, just to sort of say like India overall, it was a good trip. It was like, it was a fun trip. I do not regret it one bit. It was okay. So like I was saying earlier, it was my fourth time going, right? Um, the first time going was the most, it's because
1: it's, it's, it's your fourth time going over half of your lifespan. Exactly. First time you went was 12 and you're 24 now. Mm-hmm. So for exactly like half of your existence. Yeah. You've done four trips pretty consistently.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Like it's not like I go I was going like every year or anything like that, but well
1: no cuz you went what
0: 12 12, 19, 21, then 24. Okay, yeah. so
1: more rapid this last bit, but
0: Yeah, just cuz we had a lot of like marriages and stuff. Yeah. Um but then um yeah, what happened was Like, this is probably one of the most substantial trips I have been on in a long, long time. Like, when I was 12 years old, it was totally life-changing. I became a vegetarian. This year, I actually quit being a vegetarian because I just had no good reason to be one anymore, right? Like, um, yeah, if you you have any more questions about that, you can just DM me uh, online. Uh, But anyway... um, yeah, uh, but this time though it was just so crazy with like my grandfather and meeting like all these people I met and I ended up meeting yeah the guy that introduced my grandfather to the whole Radha Swami thing that was really crazy because he spoke just like my grandfather and um, his matterisms were just like that and I and I was asking him all these different questions of what my grandfather was like and everything like that and that was really cool um, yeah it was just a it was a beautiful experience and I loved meeting like my grandma's parents or sorry. Gra- uh, what, learning where my grandmother grew up and, and, and seeing, uh, and, and just like seeing her, her brothers and, and stuff and her family. And I just love meeting them. I, I I, re, I have a really big soft spot for like history and genealogy. So, um, learning about the history of India, learning about the history of my family, it was just awesome. It was an amazing time. Um, I loved it a lot. I wish that, uh, I wish that my grandfather was still here, but anyway, um, good experience. It was one of the most, uh, it was, it was a really good trip. I'm just, it was so wild because like after being there for like quite a while, I was just like, man, this is my life right now. This is so weird. And then, uh, it just, it just felt like reality was completely separate from what I had known from like a little bit ago. I was just, and, but, uh, coming back though was even wilder. Uh, basically (coughs) how it was, was (coughs) we, we ended up going to, let me see. We left on the nineteenth. No, no, no. Sorry, we left on the eighteenth of November, right? From Delhi. Oh, no, no, from from the village, from okay. where we were. From the village, it was like a goddamn movie. Everybody was just, like waving while we were in the back of this like van, just like oh. bye bye bye
1: bye. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So running um,
1: after you as you drive out of town.
0: Yeah, and so it was really weird to say goodbye to everybody, especially since I like was so close to them um, for that time period. Um, but uh, anyway, we left on the eighteenth. Our flight was at. 2 a.m 2 30 a.m on the 19th in delhi so eight hour drive there we we hit delhi right around like 10 o'clock or so to make it's for our uncle could make his flight back home and then our flight was at 2 a.m uh so we were there for like five hours and then nine hour uh plane ride over to uh london now it was an air india um plane oh so you're going the yeah. Other
1: way now. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. We
0: we were basically, basically our trajectory went over top of the world. So, um, what happened was I, as soon as I like, as soon as I sat down, I knocked out, like I legitimately just like knocked out because I was just so fucking tired, obviously. And at that time it was like, it was uh, like two or three in the morning and I'd been up so late. Um, and we've been consecutively getting up so fucking early for stupid reasons. But anyway, um, <coughs> Yeah, I just knocked out. I didn't even hear the like the oh, this is where the this is where the emergency exits are. I didn't even hear that. I just So, I woke up uh, 2 hours remained...
1: You have woke up and be like, "How do I get out of the plane? I'm screwed."
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I woke up and there's like 2 hours left and I basically just, you know, did whatever I needed to do for that. I think I watched like curb your enthusiasm for the remainder of the flight um then we hit london right around like six in the morning and we had like the most fucking amazing food you have no idea how amazing food is when you've been eating nothing but just like indian food for three weeks and then you hit like london and you eat like something so like what seems extravagant holy shit it's what'd crazy. you have um what i ended up having was first a uh, granola yogurt bowl uh, as a starter,
1: Yep. back to the pretentiousness, go on.
0: <laughs> and then I ended up having this thing called a Moroccan bowl and the Moroccan bowl is basically just like potato wedges, um, cherry tomatoes. Um, and it was also like, what the hell else was it? And then a few other things. Like, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was like eggs, poached eggs and like a bunch of other things. And I just oh, like wow. mixed it all together and it was ha. Huh. It was so good, and I had it with, like, this orange juice. So, so good. And I had, like – and then eventually – um, and then after that, we were there for eight hours. We had an eight-hour layover after this nine-hour flight, after this eight-hour drive. Uh, oh, my
1: God. No, gross. Stop.
0: And then, um, yeah, I remember just, like, going around and just, like – um, I remember going up and just getting some ice cream because uh, I really craved some ice cream. Um, I went upstairs and just got this like custom made boat. Uh, like it was like this waffle boat, uh, with like vanilla and chocolate on there with like whipped cream and like sprinkles and, uh, these little pearls of chocolate. And, uh, this is <laughs> so good. I ended up, um, I, it was, it was expensive though. I ended up giving a, I ended up giving a, uh, tw- a Canadian 20 for it. And Jesus, I know it was so expensive, but the thing though, is like, conversion from british to like canadian yeah it's it's shit yeah so um but and and i was saying like uh do you ex, do you have any canadian change back they're like no but she was like i have american change i'm like okay i'll have two american i'll take that yeah i was like i'll take two american dollars back sure so i ended up getting that back so hey it's a win for me um and then uh, yeah so after that after that eight hour layover after that five hour wait at the airport after that nine hour flight after that eight hour drive we finally go on our nine hour flight to Vancouver over top of the world. And we hit Vancouver. Holy fuck, dude. It's so wild to be back in BC. <laughs> it's so, so good, man. Like feeling that brisk air, just seeing the mountains, just like, like I was saying earlier, the vibe of India is like very sort of like warm and yellow. Canada, blue, right? Yep. It's blue it has got a very cool vibe to yep. it and that's Canada for you, and oh my god, like, I ate at at Vera's Burger Shack, and it was my first time eating beef in three weeks, holy fuck, dude, it's, oh my god, (laughs) felt so good, it felt so good to eat a piece of beef again, it was great, Uh, I was telling some of the people that I was messaging in India, I was like, yo, look, I ate a cow, and they're like, ew, (laughs) it was wonderful, Um, and then, uh, yeah. And just getting Tim Hortons again, being able to just like, oh, oh my God. I was able to like, be like, oh, I crave a smoothie. I can get one. Just such an amazing feeling. Cause like I, in Canada, I love being independent in in the fact that I can make I can make my own food. I can drive wherever I want. I can spend my own money. But over in India though, um, everybody else is like getting you stuff, right? Like, um, my uncle was just paying for everybody. Right. And so I didn't spend a fucking dime over there. And so, um. And so it's great. It's nice. But I don't have any independence anymore because it's yeah. like if I want to go get something, I have to wait for every, like everybody else to be like, OK, let's go now. You know, um, so getting this independence back was just awesome. And I spent this and, and, and guess what, though? We, we arrived at 3 p.m. and our flight wasn't until 1030 at night. Ooh, that's, you know, still, though, like think about it like this. Eight hour drive to the airport, five hour stay there, nine hour drive, or nine hour flight to London, eight hour layover in London, nine hour flight to Vancouver. Now you have to wait another six hours. Are we at 30,
1: 37 hours? Did I do that math right?
0: Uh, something like that. And then, and then, um, and then guess what? When we landed in Vancouver, it was clear, and then it started getting foggy, and they yep. had to shut down the airport for an hour, all traffic for an hour. So our flight was delayed. And then it just kept getting more and more delayed because... What,
1: uh, what's the date again?
0: November 19th. It's 90th. been okay. November 19th for us. Remember, November 19th has been for us longer than 24 hours at this point. It, because we, we, we were in India when it started and we were in Canada when it ended. And we were there also in the UK November 19th. And so it was just... Uh, it, was, it was mind-boggling. Like legitimately like just mind-boggling. And then... Um, let me see. Yeah. And then it just kept getting delayed because the, fl- uh, the plane was coming from Kamloops, but they were having fog over there too. So they couldn't leave. And our flight just straight up wasn't showing up. It wasn't until about 1130 at night. We got there at three left at 1130 and we touched down in Kelowna at 1230. <sighs> Touchdown in Kelowna at 1230 and then finally make it home. And you have no idea the smiles on our faces when we step inside and we see our home again and it's warm and there's all the food I could ever want. And my car is there and I was just so happy to be home. I literally saying that I just relived that moment all over again. Oh my God. It was such a good experience. And now I'm home and I got bronchitis.
1: (laughs) 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 (coughs) One last parting gift Thanks,
0: India. So, um, yeah, that was that, and that was my trip to India. It was—I'm sure I m- left out a lot, but like, man. I mean, three
1: weeks is so much to remember off the top of your head. And
0: yeah, I was before this whole episode. I was thinking to myself, like, how am I sp- how am I going to remember all this?
1: Yeah, no, but it sounds like you had a hell of a time, and like, I mean, specifically like the the moment with your grandfather's ashes just sounds like such a special and, and, and beautiful moment.
0: Yeah, by far, my favorite moment was that. 100%. Like, um, yeah, that was my favorite moment of all the whole thing.
1: Nice. When are you going back? Oh,
0: my God. People were asking me this when I was over there. I was like, what the fuck, dude? I am not. No, I am not going back there anytime soon. Like, there's nothing wrong with India, but I'm just like, yo, man. I'm going to laugh when
1: you get a message next (laughs) week being like, hey, we're getting married. (laughs) Come on by.
0: People were asking me about marriage all the time and shit. I am not... No, look, see, for me, marriage ain't a big deal. Like, I'm gonna... I have so much stuff I want to do still, right? And uh, I just don't plan on getting married in, like, two years. Not at all. No way. Um, That's, like, that was the age of the guy that just got married, Mm -hmm. 26. And I'm just like, nah, I have other shit I want to do still. So, therefore... Yeah, I uh, nah, India was great. I, I still recommend everybody to go there at least once in their life. It is a wonderful experience. And the thing is, like, I may have been bored of the area that we were at because I've been there so many goddamn times, right? And I'm so familiar with that at this point. But everything that I truly enjoyed was always the new shit. And I've always wanted to go to India, but just like all the stuff that I haven't seen yet, like Goa. I want to go to Goa, where the beaches are in the water. I want to go to... The, the north where the Himalayas are. I want to go to Nepal, right? Like that's obviously not India, but it's like very close to it. Um, <clears throat> um, But I want to go to where the mountains are and stuff. I want to see parts of India that blow my mind like that. Cause India is a very densely packed place. It's incredibly vast, but it's very, very densely packed. Um, And so I just want to experience all the things that I don't know. Well, and
1: there's, a, There's a lot of cultures there. Like it's it's a lot of vast different cultures and and languages and people in such yeah. a small area.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of culture there for sure, and uh, I just want to see more of it. And I also want to go with like people that. I just want to go with like not such a large group of people because you know coordinating all that can be very very tiresome and slow and clunky. Just like you know, like me, somebody else, and somebody else would be just like a yeah, great three experience. four
1: people. Yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. Way easier to coordinate, right? Very very easy. So um, that that would have been that is what I want to do next. If I'm going to India, I don't want to go like back to Punjab asap. I would rather like of course I want to go back there and just say hello to everybody, but. Um, I want to go and see like the north and I want to go see Pakistan too. I also want to go see the south. I want to go see also like, yo, my family, real talk, they, when they were growing up, they had like really raw houses. What I mean is they were made out of dirt and clay. Like every time it rained, they had to rebuild their house. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to see that. Um, at this point and to, to and to like go from like cl- like dirt and clay houses that had to be rebuilt when it rained to like where we're living now is insane like that's such like that's amazing that to me blows my mind I'm able to like have the opportunity to do this to speak to you speak to the people that are listening to this and that I, I don't think I would have been able to do that because like the things I learned the way that my brain processed all this stuff that i learned from the internet and from the people that i know and all these new ideas just i feel like i'm much more expanded as an individual versus if i was to just live in india because living in a village you don't have that type of access the internet is not a thing that people go on to all the time yo real talk i taught somebody how to use a goddamn toaster over there because they didn't know how it worked but
1: you just push the thing down yeah and then ye- it, then, the, then you toast see the thing is they don't know that granted I don't think anyone knows what the dial does on a toaster. The one to seven orders, no one knows what that does.
0: That's a, that's a, how, how cooked you want it?
1: Is it though? Yeah. Because it's always been lies no matter what I, what I said it to.
0: You need to get better toasters, my guy. Maybe. But, um, no, like I was teaching my aunt, she was like, scared of the toaster because he's she's like oh you just put press this down you just put these in here do i put it in like this like that like this and i'm like no you put it in like this you press the button she's like how do i get it out is it gonna just come up oh i'm so scared for when it comes up and so and so we basically just like waited there and we were just like talking and it came up she's like ah and um oh, and then that's so precious yeah it was really weird to say that i could i, I taught somebody how to use a toaster but um yeah, no, uh, I actually taught somebody, some other people that too, actually. And th- honestly, like by the end of the trip, I was you're just... like the
1: toaster messiah? Yeah.
0: At that, by the end of the trip, I was just like eating like cereal and, and toast because like my, I needed some something chill for my stomach. All right, hold
1: up. I, I've got some questions here. hmm So you're teaching people how a toaster works. Uh-huh. Did they already have the toaster and they didn't no, know? No, we had to buy a new one. Okay. Because that was what was confusing me there is like that... You or did you bring a toaster and be like, "Hello, let me teach you the. Have you heard no. the good news about the toaster? Let no. me, let me em, embellish. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm tired. Whatever.
0: So yeah, we bought a toaster over there. We had to. We had to basically like say what kind of toaster we wanted. It's not like, oh yeah, sure, toaster. Yeah, here you go. It's kind of like when you go over there, you're just like, I want a toaster. And, uh, the initial one that they showed us was like this thing that it's, it's like a grilled cheese maker, you know, like those flat ones. Oh, like a,
1: like you, yeah, you close it.
0: Yeah, exactly. We were like, nah, we want those ones. Almost like
1: a, like a waffle iron type deal.
0: Almost, almost. And the one that we had though, uh, we were like, okay, no, we want one that will, uh, you sit it down and then you just press the button, it shoots it up. And so we had to like kind of search for that because it's not so common in the villages that we live. So, but yeah, no, we got it. And, um, but yeah, no, coming back to Canada though, being able to like use all this stuff. I greatly, greatly appreciate the opportunities that I have. Cause I honestly, like I wouldn't have any of this shit if I lived in India. Like I would not have a black glitter wall if I lived in India. That's for sure.
1: Well, I'm just looking like doing a 360 this room. There are three guitars. Wrong. This phone, oh, there's more one snuck up on me. I got, I got flanked by the guitars. No, I mean, there's so much. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, like I said, we're we're two people talking into microphones that we this will be put on the internet for people to listen to, and that's always such an absurd thing in my head of like.
0: Yeah, man, the access is crazy. Like Joe Rogan literally has the same level of access that we do. Yeah, to get up there. Yeah. which is nuts. And, and in India, you have that too. Like people in India, they're like really climbing up. We have YouTubers that are very, very popular um, yeah. that are based out of India. But the thing though, is that they, they, they created those opportunities for themselves because they were curious and they like found the way to do it. Right. And, uh, I'm sure I may have done that. I, I just can't say a hundred percent, but I may have been able to do that had I had my mom chosen to stay there. But at the
1: same time, you might not have wanted to.
0: Maybe, yeah, who knows? I don't know, my personality could have developed differently.
1: Yeah, you know, you might not have been interested in music, you might not have been interested in, you know, content creation, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, no, it it would have been different. It would have been different, I think. Uh, I don't know, it's all speculation. It's really hard to say. But, uh... No, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be here back in Canada. I'm really thankful for my trip and experience over there. Uh, we, all, we did it all for him. If, if it wasn't for my grandpa, we wouldn't have gone there this year at all. But uh, yeah, 12 years after going there uh, the first time at the age of 12 was probably the most substantial experience that I've had uh, since going there the first time. The previous two, they were like weddings, but honestly, like I kind of forgot about them. Like, I forgot about mm-hmm. like what, what I did and like shit like that. But this time, it just felt different. Well, no, I mean,
1: there's, there's so much more of a emotional weight for the reason you're there. So everything you do there is more substantial yeah. because of it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. It was crazy. Yeah, it was nuts, man. It was so sick.
1: Well, I'm glad you had a good time.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, that was a that was a lot to unload there, hey?
1: Yeah. How long have we been going for? I've not even looked at the timestamp. Uh, two hours. Damn.
0: Yeah, two hours. That's crazy.
1: And, you, and like I said, you probably, for, you probably didn't bring up a lot of things that you forgot about. True, such as my brother rescuing a cat. Okay, please. No, no, we can't. You need to explain <laughs> that one. That, you can't just drop that little nugget and then just fuck off.
0: Okay, so uh, my family is branched out into different villages in India, right? So my mom's sister, one of them, uh, lives in this village called Kapurthala. And her husband died a few years ago, and her kids are in various parts of the world right? Summer in Spain, Canada, blah, blah. So, uh, we went back to their house. She hasn't been my, my, my aunt and her son haven't been back at that house for a long time. They're doing construction. But when we went back there to visit, there was this, uh, it's like, it's like in the middle of construction and it's, and and, and the thing about houses over there is like, they're not like how they are here where there's like insulation and, and, and and, and seals from the outside exterior. Like you and I could be literally talking like this, and we won't know if it's sunny outside or if it's snowing. Yeah. But over in India, though, the separation isn't there. It's literally like um, here's a, here's a house made out of cement, and there's a door attached to it, but it's not like there's any Seals sealing. or anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's literally just sort of like a uh, it's like just a there. box. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's a gate. And in those gates, there was, like, these little holes that are, like, maybe, like, what, uh, five inches across or so, enough for a little kitten to, sne- to sneak in, right? So uh, we end up going to this house, and all of a sudden we hear this, like, really weird noise, and we're just like, what the fuck is that? And uh, it's not what you think a kitten would have sounded like it, at all. I'll put in an audio clip of what we heard because I recorded it on my phone, but it's, like, this, like, it sounded old, but I mean, it sounded like this. So, yeah, like like that. So um, it was just like, yeah, we, we were like looking around. It was hidden behind this thing. And then uh, there's like, yeah, what happened was that my brother then uh, started like, Attracting it, we, me and my family were just like all looking. Uh, I was just like we're filming it, and my family was just like standing back, just going like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and and uh, my brother was actually trying to like draw it out. So we ended up drawing it out, and it's like this small little kitten. It, it looked kind of dirty. And everything, but my brother. But my brother was like, "Go get like a bowl of milk." And this kitten started to come out and start to like drink this bowl of milk. And my brother was like, "Okay, get me some gloves." So they ended up finding some like rubber dish gloves, and uh, he picked it up. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And he got some photos and videos. And my family was like, "Ah, what the fuck?" Uh, It was my first time seeing a kitten in India before, actually. Are they
1: is are cats common there or no?
0: Yeah, yeah, we have stray dogs and cats everywhere. Yeah, Um, and then we saw yeah my brother like ended up uh taking it outside um my, my brother ended up taking it outside and like leaving it somewhere but it just started to go back right into the house and so he took it outside again but left it in front of somebody else's house and uh that was yeah i mean like you can't do anything with it there's no like animal control there's nothing like that over there so we basically just like put it in front of somebody else's house and that was it we left and uh yeah
1: you basically the thing they do in movies when they drop off a kid at the orphanage, just like, here you go, put it in a basket.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. And then uh, we, and we went to somebody's house. Uh, you know, actually, the, the person's house that we went to was actually the guy that ended up getting married the first time we went to India. So we oh. went to that guy's house. And then as we left and we were done taking pictures and we were done talking, we left and we saw the kitten that we had dropped off. And it left and it was the last time we saw it spooky yeah yeah that was my little uh yeah that's that's my brother's uh
1: cat rescuing story yeah nice
0: yeah
1: so that was that (laughs) is that is that how you want to end this on that lovely nugget of cat ending
0: (laughs) did you have any other did you have any other further questions i don't know i think
1: i think you pretty much covered everything um
0: i covered a lot yeah
1: yeah well i know you just kind of flowed with it and no it sounds like you had a hell of a time
0: yeah, it was it was kind of
1: for man. better and worse. Like it's it seemed like it was just a real big. Like I, I think it's gonna be one of the things you look back in your life and gonna be that three week period is gonna be a notable time of your life for sure.
0: Totally, totally. Yeah. I will look back at it and always remember. And uh, I have all these photos and videos that um, that I could look back at now and just make tangible. I didn't bring my SLR camera this time because excuse me, it was a. I don't know, I just found it to be kind of like bulky and heavy to take with me. And you know what? The iPhone seven has an amazing camera, like so sick. And so I just used Hoogie on it and uh uh captured all these photos that looked turned out really, really cool. And um got all these videos on my iPhone. My iPhone takes awesome videos, so yeah, that's what I did.
1: Uh this podcast brought to you by
0: Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Vero's Burger Shack. Thanks and for all and, your yep. wonderful beef burgers. But anyway, yeah, it was really cool, man. Uh yeah. It was awesome. Well,
1: glad to hear. It. Thank you for regaling me and the people with your story.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming by and listening. No I no appreciate worries. it. But uh, yeah, thank you for all. Thank you to everybody who was listening to the show. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And if you got to the end, uh, what I want you to do is on the post where I mentioned this podcast episode, uh, I want you to write Vera's Burger Shack. <laughs> <laughs> right, Vera's Burger Shack to, to let me know that you made it to the end. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, also. What you also can do
1: is uh, find Tris, Chris Truscott Brown on Twitter and just tweet him Vera's Burger Shack with no context.
0: Yeah, do that too. Yeah. Chris Truscott Brown. Um, and thank you, Jesse, for coming a part of the show. I yeah, really, no really appreciate it a lot. Anytime. Jesse Nelson is a good friend of mine who I've known since I was about, like, what, like 13, 12, 14, yeah, something, about that, something yeah. like that. And um, so we've, we go way back. And uh, he's he's always wanted to work within film, and it's really, really cool to see that he's made his way, like...
1: What is, what is a segue? We did, like, two hours talking about India, and then you're back on film. <laughs> this is how I do the show. I know, but
0: just saying. So... Anyway, it's really cool to see my friend um, doing what he wanted to do. He didn't go to film school or anything like that. He just did what he wanted to do. And he made, you know, he, he made what he wanted. He did. He's doing what he's wanting to do. So um, real big kudos and props to him. I, I want uh, I want to see uh, more people do that because I think, it, you know, life is too goddamn short. Also, it's really fucking long if you're just bored all day. So I want to do something with it like yeah. what you want to do.
1: Go Go fix a fridge. Whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, but anyway, you can, uh, Jesse also runs his own podcast called Carbomb Productions. Or, sorry, right? It's a
1: Carbomb podcast, but it's, we're trying to do more. We're starting to become Carbomb Productions by branching out and doing other content.
0: But right, so the, find the, find the Carbomb Podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Carbomb Podcast, right?
1: Uh, Instagram's Carbomb Podcast official, but then everything. If you just go up Carbon Podcast, weirdly enough, no one else wants to be associated with car bombing, so we are pretty much the only thing that comes up.
0: I ain't touching that. But and you can also find Jesse Nelson. What's your handle?
1: Uh, J S S E N L S N. Pretty much everywhere. Just Jesse Nelson with
0: no vowels. There you go. One vowel. There you go. And you can find us at For the Culture Canada podcast on Sorry, on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud. Everywhere, and you can find us on social media at For The Culture Canada on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, please shoot me a message if you're curious about more India stuff, I could definitely tell you a lot more that uh, I may not have covered here. Or if you have any questions and if you want to see that, um, like joggo experience that I had, I have it on my personal Instagram at Chuffy Ringworm so C H U F F Y R I N G W o r m don't worry about that name if you have any questions about it you can dm me for sure but uh, yeah go check it out on there but thank you so much for listening have a great day y'all